0: We got Chad Simon on the Dr. Gold Podcast. Oh boy. Yep. The Prince of the City has oh, returned. Prince. Prodigal son. Promise. The prodigal son of Pittsburgh.
1: No oh, man. Not at all. No, I'm so freaked out. I'm so used to being the guy behind.
0: Carrying the the bottles out to the club. Yeah, something like the that. The club goers.
1: Something like that. Or carrying the DJ bag one of the two.
0: Yep yeah man um it's wild how long you've known me Know you since you're 18 yeah i pledged zbt second semester we don't say put ple- no i'm just joking <laughs> 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 we don't
1: do that anymore buddy i have no affiliation with zbt anymore. so then we can
0: we can say, we can out yeah.
1: everything yeah we can out that whole thing if you wanted no, i'm good yeah
0: i've uh, left although off. i'm friends with literally none of them it's crazy
1: Oh, they've, you guys all went your separate ways, that's all You were like a collective group That was as strong as possible But you were all different people Every single one of you was different people
0: I mean, I felt like th- The funny part was The people that I could have been friends with Were the people that were The Like conservative ones Like yeah. Steve Eisenberg And like couple of the other ones that were like more on the conservative tip yeah. but at the time i was full social justice warrior at hillel you were a doing Chad work warrior. for doing work for like like showing blood diamond you yeah. know like all about just bringing justice to the world you and fighting trying to save the world fighting yeah. the power yeah so when i was you know n- now it's like am i going to be friends with jj he works for the democrats man he's like heavy <laughs> in the game you know me i
1: stay out of that entire world. I'm I'm uh I'm right down the middle. I think both sides are crazy. <laughs> They're all crazy. If I could live in my own little forest and not have to deal with politics, it would be spectacular. Nice. But I'm a very black and white person. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like I say, I'm not rich enough to let it bother me and I'm not poor enough to let it affect me.
0: Mm. How'd you what's your connection to Pittsburgh? You were born and raised here?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised down the street, Mount Lebanon. Wow. Your, Unfortunately.
0: Your dad was one of my grandma's pupils.
1: Yes, I know. It's It goes so far back, it's wild.
0: She used to show up. My grandma taught. That's her poster over here. Hang on.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Did you ruin it? No, it's all good. <laughs> go slow, dude. Oh, shit.
0: This is, um... Bicky Goldzer.
1: That's the most Jewish nickname I've ever
0: seen in my life. Hold that shit up so so they can see it. That's Bicky Goldzer. Hold it down a little. Yeah. Bicky Goldzer State Committee right there. There you go. Go for the Goldzer. It says. Hold it up. Hold it up. Go for the Goldzer. There you go. See his grandma. Bud. The youngest of eight. She was a politician in Pittsburgh. People used to call her the mayor of Squirrel Hill, but she also taught kids how to read. And one of the kids she taught.
1: Young Kenneth Lee Simon. Simon
0: How how would he have made his way to Squirrel Hill?
1: My dad grew up in Squirrel Went to Shadyside my, He went to Shadyside My aunt went to Winchester
0: And then I, you guys moved to the South Hills And had you No,
1: I mean, my then my dad met my mom at Pitt My mom was uh, My aunt's My dad's sister's little sister and uh, my dad was in ZBT, and she was a. Which one's the female one? A pi Phi. Oh, a, a
0: a. I forget. ae five.
1: Yeah, she was in A five. So. Yeah, that's how they met, and they moved. I don't know. They always lived in Mount Lebanon. They lived like closer to Upper Saint Clair when I was really young, and then we moved out towards like Mount Lebanon. On the border near Scott
0: What was the first connection you had to music How did you end up so I always loved DJ music singing?
1: You know One of my boys in high school Nick was two years younger than me And he started DJing
3: and In Pittsburgh
1: Just at Swick, Swickly Where I went to school Swickly Academy And uh, he did like the subs for my car All that stuff I was in the music because I ran all the sound and lighting at Swickley Academy. I was the only one with the key to the entire school. Like I would go to the auditorium when I was supposed to be in class. It was, I was deep. I love nothing more of it. So
0: how did you end up so interested in music, but not playing any instruments or DJ?
1: Because I thought I would do sound, but I got a scholarship from the Harlem boy, Harlem Boys Choir, came and performed at Swickley Academy for a week. And the, the night before the last performance, um, the headmaster of the senior school, his name was Dr. Ferris, a little old Southern lady who I was very close with. And uh, he asked, he's like, who does all this sound and lighting? She's like, Chad, he's like, he's 17 years old. There's no way he could do this. And I guess he made a phone call and they presented me with a scholarship to Juilliard. But the queen of my household was not letting her son go to New York City.
0: That's mom. Yeah. This is just the very first of a lifetime rift. Yeah, you know,
1: I am just before we say all this, like my mother... I know where this is probably going to go. My mother has done a lot of great things for a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, But she, her and my father have lived a very bubbled life, I would say. They've never gone outside the comfort zone. It's always my dad went to pit. Went to Shady Side, went to Pitt, went into the business. My mom went to Pitt. She got married. And she's always had money. So um I like to tell people about my youth, like just like looking back at it now. And I mean, I'm sure during this interview you'll hear about the last fifteen years of my life. But like over the last couple of months I've just come to peace with it all and looking back that I got everything I wanted. I learned nothing about life I mean absolutely if you would have seen me when I got dropped off in Hartford, Connecticut at college, yeah, I mean so i'm
0: that's how they got you to oh do the dude I was, you did
1: I was literally crying. I was literally crying when my parents left
0: you hadn't they they hadn't like taken you on long trips, you hadn't been like outside no, I, the played country hockey, before, man. And- I played
1: hockey I played hockey. That's it. I played hockey or I was in my mom's... I was in my parents' basement playing Sega Genesis or air hockey. One of the two. So, yeah. Yeah, so the Juilliard thing it was really pissed me off because I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed doing light and sound and all that stuff. So it's just kind of weird where I've ended up and who my friends are. Cause if you ever see me at one of the concerts, yeah, I'm not backstage to be cool. I'm backstage because I want to watch the guy, those people do the work. Like I, when I go to those shows early, like I love watching them rig stuff up. I'm f- I'm a dork, totally. Like I, I love that stuff.
0: I see that. Yeah, yeah. You like getting to us planning the parties and kind of like yeah, being behind the scenes and everything.
1: Yeah, that's what I love doing that stuff. Huh. I just never got the opportunity They
0: have a school for it here
1: Yeah, Tech 25 Wayne's a
0: Wayne's project He donates to them
1: Wayne is on the board Yeah And could... Wayne teaches class I am gonna go back And get certified dude, fuck yeah. To uh, do lights What if
0: you did lighting? Like, what if you were No, the dude that's what that I Just uh, Like, did the all the lighting sound. design And got involved Like, do you know who um, The dude in South Carolina is? Um, it's with a B Um He's like the big AI guy. Uh, no, d- 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 I don't have a deal. I've been so studio. I've been so far does, out of that world. He does like one piece of art a day. That's 3d rendered. Um, Beeple? Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. Beeple? Yeah. Yeah. People. So like a lot of people use the people designs behind them when they DJ, okay. he has a website where he just sells them. You can go on uh, there and get these packs for you know the big LED screens like yeah. LED walls be- behind you and in front of you And people need that shit Like there's so many like Electronic yeah, yeah, yeah. music DJs out there right now That are just Wheezy in told world Weezy uh,
1: talked to me about that a couple weeks ago And I have some stuff that I'm doing right now But the next round of classes I'm going to go back and get certified because Let's go. Everything I did back in the day Was manual Now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all digital I'm talking like I had something in front of me th-
0: well, From sometimes that stairs. shit is the illest, too, though, because I used to rock at this place called the Milky Way in Boston. It was part of the Sam Adams Brewery and um, like near South Boston. It's like Jamaica Plain. Yeah. And the dude who did lights there used a projector and oil. He just had like an oh, overhead oh projector God. with these little drops of oil and he'd be just dropping oil and stirring that? that shit up on an overhead projector. It was so dope. It was trippy. As that cool, sounds trippy. <laughs> That's pure what's... analog. Like everything about it was analog. So. I guess people have been doing that for 50 years. Like people have been using that technique to generate visuals, you know?
1: Yeah. Like everything I did back in the day from the musicals and all that stuff, man, like I, I wouldn't have enough time in a day. Like when I tell you, like my friend, my best friend from high school, Steve is actually coming home this week. It's weird that I'm talking about this, but my junior and senior year of high school, I never went to class. I was so because they had fired somebody at Swigley and that would like do like the the low maintenance stuff, like for people coming in to speak and stuff like that. they didn't have anybody. so it was me mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to class. I would just take tests <laughs> like I, like nobody knew you were
0: one of those kids that didn't have to study. You could kind of flow by. yeah, I, you were I, smart I
1: was never yeah, I'm but s- not motivated. I
0: love to play stupid. yeah, completely not
1: motivated. Uh, uh, I mean. Yeah, I knew what I wanted to do which my entire what? life, which was go work, into the business, go into my family's business.
0: Yeah. You yeah. saw how much money they were making. And it had nothing to do. I you knew it was an easy way to have a family, have a life like.
1: No, nah, it's all I knew. Like when I tell you my entire childhood, if I was off from school, I was with my dad. I was either cutting rags in the back with the old ladies or I was helping box something at 8 years old. I mean, dude, I got pulled out of class at 13 so I could go take my forklift license test. You I was more excited for the forklift license test than my driver's license test. Just because I had been there my entire life. My cool. great-grandfather started it. Wow. wow. So, it's just what you did and to me it wasn't even a job. Like I wanted to go. Like I wanted to do it. I just the business I went into was not the business I grew up in. uh, the family really started to split by the time I came into the business. So, Because I never finished college. Um, I didn't want to go to college. That was not the plan. The plan between my grandfather and my dad and me was for me to come right into the business. Actually, I forgot. I left people out. The headmaster and the senior school master at Swickley Academy told my parents that it was not that I got all I needed from education from Swickley if that's what I was going to do that I needed to go to CCAC and take financial classes so I can learn how to read the books and certain stuff like that but um that that wasn't my plan so it was it was was not my plan to go to college yeah, yeah and
0: the person that you were trying to bring up was a step
1: no, so the headmaster of Sewickley Yeah The headmaster of the senior school at Sewickley And my dad and my grandfather They had called my dad and grandfather Yeah, yeah, yeah Because they had not Had any luck with my mother My mother had a She had her own This
0: is in regard to keeping you out of college? Mom wanted yeah. you to go to college Everybody well, else wanted you to go to my mom's
1: family My great, my mom's father, who I love I don't Get along with my grandmother Well, I didn't She's not with us anymore But my They own Newman and Company Which is the largest Cardboard manufacturing plant In Philadelphia In the entire world That's right So mom came from real money Oh Like crazy
0: Next level Let's
1: just say my grandfather Just up and retired one day And we asked why He said I looked at this stock And I looked at the world And I said Oh, I gotta get out Now well, at its peak, it couldn't go any Before farther. 2008 or whatever. Yeah, went yeah. down to Florida, built a big ass house. Yeah. Said I want to fly. T- took, T- a,
0: took some, fl- uh, took flying, flying lessons, lessons and...
1: bought a twin engine plane. Yeah. And he, he, I said, Why did you buy a plane? He said, twin Do, do you do you do you want to sit with her all day? <laughs> I can fly so... down to Naples with my yeah, buddies yeah, yeah. and then fly back and not get in trouble. So, I
0: love it. yeah, the air up there, man. So. Can you talk about dad's business? So it was plexiglass and sheet metal? No,
1: no, no, no. uh, It's called Armstrong CoverQuick. It was founded in 1926 in Armstrong County. It was literally a rag company. They would buy uh, big bales of old jeans and corduroys and T-shirts. A schmata company. Yes. You you bought schmatas. Yes. And what did you do with the schmatas? And they just, we just had a, not like a, Machine. Yeah, the machine just to split them. them up. Yeah. And then we Turned do twenty five pound something. boxes.
0: Oh, and we were sell selling the steel rags
1: molds. Yeah. That's what he did. That's how he started the business. Wow. He sold the rags into Carnegie Steel. Wow. That's grandpa's business? Yeah, and it what's my great grandfather, Alvin.
0: This is outside Pittsburgh. No.
1: He lived right Armstrong. My, yeah. Which is where Armstrong County is where Catanning is. He was up there because it was cheap up there. And he started selling rags. And one day, I guess they started slitting steel for the first time in a certain new way. Hmm. And the, the guy said, Well, this wool stuff is getting. Back in the day, there's no polyester felt, there was only wool felt. And the wool felt started, they started making more stuff for like outwardly with metal instead of metal being like the interior and the beams and stuff it's they started doing it so it couldn't be scratched and the wool scratched because it was abrasive and he, the guy said to him hey if you can find me something else you got all of our business so that's when he moved down to McKee's rocks the bottoms of McKee's rocks the shithole end of the world <laughs> that is what it is it is I grew up there basically. I maybe from out Lebanon, but I spent majority of my life in McKew. Is they don't
0: call it the bottoms for no reason. Uh Pittsburgh uh, used to be called the Forks. Yeah. Really? That was the first name. I never even heard that. Yeah, when you watch all the old George Washington documentaries, you know, the first battle that was yeah. fought where he became the leader in the French and Indian War was to defend the forks. Which is because there was no city yet; it was just uh, Fort Duquesne. Uh,
1: Fort, I thought yeah. you meant like forks.
0: Yeah. Fort Duquesne. No, it was it was the forks, the forks of oh, the Allegheny oh, and the Monongahela oh, oh, River, oh, okay. combining to form the Ohio. And I'm
1: not even high. Pittsburgh, the forks purposely. Um,
0: so he. Uh, we'll do the first half. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> I I knew I was coming to do this, so I needed to have be uh completely of one mind. Good, I love it. So um. He started that, and they moved to McKee's... Actually, no, I lied. They moved to the north side, Spring Garden Avenue. Mm. And that burned. So they started selling felt to steel service centers.
0: Yeah. So it was because of the change in how steel was being used. Used. They needed brushed steel yeah, and that was polished. He was the and only he had the person equipment.
1: in the entire country who sold felt for steel mills
0: and felt was the old rags that were ripped no out.
1: felt is felt like
0: where was he getting th- the felt what is uh, felt?
1: from different polyester manufacturers so felt that they, they goes down from one sixteenth and 18 ounces up to three quarters inch thick 160 ounces it depends on which steel how hard you're running yeah, I never talk about this with anybody, so I get a little excited. What, what is
0: felt, man? What is felt? Felt
1: is polyester woven, just like a carpet stuff like that. It's white.
0: What it's, is polyester?
1: It's a it's a fabric. It's a made I, of
0: plastic or something. No polyester
1: woven polyester. It's like needled. needle 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 punched felt. So it gets just like they make carpet. They yeah. make felt, just like felt, like the green felt you see on a pool table, just okay. in an industrial. Okay. And different lengths, ounces, all that stuff. So basically, we would Fabrics. have like a, I'll just say one of the names, Felters Group. It's in South Carolina. I, I think they've been bought since then. Been out of the business for like 15 years. Yeah. And then there's a boot, there's a place called Boo Cart up in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, that makes it. And then there's a place called Texel in Canada that makes it in Montreal. And then there's another carpet company that makes Felt.
0: So you guys were buying raw materials,
1: buying raw and you materials. Had machines. No, they made it. We cut it.
0: You were literally just buying big sheets of some rolls, <laughs> of some fabric, S- thousand-pound
1: rolls. Cutting them, you cutting them using cut a them. shears, hand shears. You had back in the day, not all now. All you
0: had was a pair of scissors, and you were no making hand millions shears. Of dollars,
1: mechanical shears. Okay,
0: you had some machines yeah. that would cut these things. They would, would lay them out, them chalk line them,
1: yeah. because every slitter. Every slitter, which is if anybody's driven down a fucking highway in this world, you've seen a big steel coil. So on the back of it, everybody's uh, yeah, seen okay, a big okay. steel okay. coil. Well, yeah. what, where we come in is when they take that steel, they taken that coil somewhere is to get slit. It gets slit down to different lengths and lengths before it gets punched into something or formed into something. So
0: you weren't just processing fabric. You were also processing steel.
1: No, no. Th- the people we sold it to process to steal. Steel, steel oh, processors so is what they're called. I'm I know. So fucking confused, I can, man. I can't tell hey, what you guys are
0: actually doing. So listen, what you what tried to go on doing, a date and
1: explain what, the shit. What you I ended, ended up, up doing
0: was a sales role, right? You were traveling around the country.
1: I did a lot of shit. I, well, I I worked at the company twice. So when I left school, I got a job cuz my mom was her, She was she did not appreciate the family business because my dad's from a family business. She's from a family business. I've never had to talk with her about this, of why. And I probably did ask her, and she probably told me it was none of my business, um, that that's the rule and that's how it's going to go. And But, I mean, it was just destiny, man. Like, she wasn't going to keep me out of there for so long. Like, I came back. I was working at Sam's Club. I was miserable. I mean, I worked so close to the office for a reason that I would go there on my lunch break.
0: So your mom didn't want
1: you working at the family business? No, don't know why. Don't hold that against her. Um, She obviously has a reason. Maybe her father wasn't around that much. Okay. Don't know. Okay. I, I'd be lying if I told you why. Okay. But it got to a point where I think my grandfather, either my grandfather or my grandmother was like listen he's going into this is what he wants to do you can't yeah. <laughs> like he, you can't keep him away from it cuz he go he's there every day on his lunch so it was just very natural to me i mean if i played a hockey tournament i went on business with my dad on thursday
0: and you did well right like you you took to the work and succeeded
1: yeah the first round um the first time i was there I was working I I did the way you're supposed to do it when you should work. You should never go work for your family and just go straight into the office. There is not I spent 3 years working in that plant. Now I had worked in that plant every summer of my life sweating my life away. Um but I worked and then I started uh I started doing like inside sales and um I met a girl. <laughs>
0: what's inside sales
1: inside sales i was basically assisting uh, my dad on the road kevin there's a guy kevin roy there that did all the pricing and basically i was just a person to communicate with my dad and kevin i was kind of like the go-between
0: what was the name of the company armstrong cover quick armstrong cover quick k-o-v-e-r just no it got bought you sold it no i didn't sell it you weren't you didn't have any points We'll get into that um
1: <laughs> yeah it it it's it recently got sold like it at ninety nine years and three quarters Wow, I couldn't tell you if I was more mad that they sold the business or they Didn't couldn't just pay. uh three months just just sign the agreement and say you guys can take control of this in three months. Yeah. you could basically run it. it's just gonna be called I mean it it pissed me off bad, but I did um inside sales and then I met Miranda. And I wasn't making that much money, so I worked at a firehouse too. I was barbacking with Asante and Boomer and Nugget was DJing bonix oh firehouse
0: firehouse firehouse i thought firehouse. you were talking about an actual firehouse. no come yeah. on now yeah this,
1: this, this, this jewish person is the one firehouse. getting saved not <laughs> saving people Fire-
0: <laughs> firehouse was an amazing amazing scene and i had one of my favorite stories from djing there one of the first times i realized i was going to be a dj for the rest of my life i was walking in with bonix and it wasn't walking in because he had Who's all that? the gear the only way to get in both of our favorite djs so in order to get in which we can't say both of our favorite pittsburgh djs because he's not a pittsburgh dj Yeah. More, bitches worldwide now yeah let's go fucking he's not just Wiz Khalifa's dj now he's snoop Dogg's dj let's go yeah it's wild so we're walking up to the gig because he was djing on the back deck but it was pouring rain and i had to carry the speakers he had he was bringing his own booth monitors yeah take the party to another notch i've talked about this all the time about how he will do anything to make the party pop like bring his own gear put up his own flyers doesn't matter like he's completely selfless and just make like all he cares about is is creating music yeah and, I mean. and doing it for the right reason so i was walking up this step ladder up into the booth and when i get in immediately i'm completely overwhelmed by this feeling of not just like my glasses fogging up but and like not being able to see but it was just so disorienting having all these people around me stomping on that back deck feeling this incredible noise hearing this sound and just like feeling like I belong behind the decks, not in this mix with everybody else. But in this, I felt completely
1: space. opposite way. Even though I have to go back to finishing the other thing, I when I would watch Brandon DJ, the minute I when when he turned the corner after the first like year of really DJing, I knew right away. I, I I'm sure we'll get to this when we talk about DJs. I couldn't. I don't understand how you guys. Pick the next song. Like
0: I understand it, but my you mind literally just look at the list and you No, 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 no. I know that.
1: I meant I meant where that. your brain's going. Like I, I like when we talked about like the Juilliard stuff and me doing sound and light design yeah, yeah, yeah. and stage tech and, and stuff like that, like yeah. that's my thing. I'm always the guy behind the scenes.
0: It's the um, hardest part about DJing, actually, what you're talking about, which is sequencing. Yeah. And you it's the fastest thing you lose. It's the part that I'm the worst at right now because I'm so out of practice because it really is the opposite of what I said. I was completely being facetious when I said we look at a list. What you actually have to do is look at the people and know the right song yeah the best dj in the world never looks at the computer to figure out the right song they just type in the name of the next one that's the correct vibe in fact i've thought about this a lot but there should be a dj app that won't let you look at a pre-list the only thing you can do is type in the name of a song and have it come up if you type it in correctly (laughs) and that shit would create the ultimate vibe because if you don't know the name of the next song you want to play without looking at it first you don't know the right song. There's no way you can create the perfect atmosphere, perfect vibe by pulling it out of the past. It has to be for the future, for the present, for what you're seeing in front of you.
1: Well, you know where I've worked, and I'm sure we'll get there, like the king. But like, where was I on the whole thing? Well,
0: we were talking a little bit about... The family business? Yeah, yeah, we talked about Armstrong. I I got engaged. This was to, what was her name? Miranda. Yeah,
1: Miranda. Uh,
0: So I was... Yeah, it's gonna sound crazy, bro. You need some trash? No, I have trash.
1: No, I got
2: trash. Look, sure. All
0: right, cool. I always carry that. You, who else uh, was chewing gum on my podcast? Fucking climax! Oh my god! Oh, that's Bobby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's Bobby.
1: <laughs> climax is the man, though. I love, love him. Bo- yeah, I he told Bobby. some
0: wild fucking stories on here.
1: Bobby's got some stories. Oof. Bobby and I were talking about Columbia spin. last night last night. Actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. He travels a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he got his family in trip.
1: Yeah. He takes care of his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, got engaged to Miranda. Yep. So he I was, got
0: Mirandized.
1: Yeah. I would be Mirandized every day of the week. <laughs> um, so I was basically like working five days a week and then be in Rochester, New York every weekend of my life. And, um, I'm watching how I say this Because I'm trying to improve my family situation Let's just say my family Is not very accepting Of She was Shiksa She was worse Uh oh She was half Italian, half black and...
0: oh, Come on Chad What'd you do man She see seeing my
1: dad's face My dad and my grandfather <laughs> were happier than hell for me My mother Yeah not wasn't that feeling that Nah, we have, I think the two and a half years we were together, I got my mother to sit down for one meal with her. So we got engaged and um, I took her to meet my mother's side of the family. Yep. Which, um, I love my Aunt Diane and I love my Aunt Louise, even though me and my Aunt Louise have, we're very similar. So we uh, definitely don't watch our mouths. So we'll both get in trouble a lot to each other but um yeah they weren't feeling it dude they they weren't feeling her uh having a kid already she had already had a kid fuck chad why i didn't didn't care she made me happy man she i mean listen i've never not love her
0: not love her you like follow her on the internet and like know what she's up to we talk.
1: talk. I don't. We talk. Yeah. We talk like
0: once a month. Were, you but were, she's happy. She's married. Were you in
1: love? Oh, head yeah. over heels. Like, Done. Like, dude, she couldn't go to sleep without hearing my voice. Like, I've never had. I've had plenty of girlfriends in my life. Hi, Jamie, and uh, Jamie's now my best friend. But um, yeah, nobody made me feel more important.
0: That's awesome. But than her heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. And it uh, it did that whole experience at Thanksgiving I was, because she was like, wow, I want you to come up here for Christmas Since, like, you're Jewish
2: Yeah
1: I'll come with, you. I was like, I don't think it's a good idea What, you don't want me to meet your family? I'm like, ah, this ain't the side of the family f- for that Right Now, my cousins were awesome My co- My cousins don't care
0: um, totally, but it's that old school like Jewish thing. Dude, and we one of my too.
1: aunts walked up to her yep. and said, "Have fun
0: mixing in with this family." The um and wow. it it reminds me a little bit of the AJ situation in Sopranos. I've been talking a lot, a lot about the Sopranos. I fucking love the Sopranos, but you know the girl from the construction yeah. site. I forget her name. Um, she's Latina. Yeah. 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 And then the other thing it reminds me of is my situation with Grace. So when I um, started dating Grace and things got serious, we get, like before we were engaged, I took her to see my grandma at her like retirement community in yeah. South Florida. It was like 99% Jewish, and all her friends were Jewish, so they had this hamantashen baking night on Forum. Oh, my God. And so we were all sitting down baking hamantashen. Everything was wonderful. It was like Grace was sitting there helping my grandma fold up hamantashen and put things in. And this woman looks at her, looks looks Grace straight in the eyes, and goes, you're not even Jewish, are you? <laughs> She's not Jewish.
1: Yeah, see, now, my father's parents, Tricky Dicky and Double Stuff, oh. did not tell them purposely. <laughs> They're the most accepting people I know. Yeah. But she was like, oh, you got to show me a picture. I've heard her voice. She loves you. Turned around. My grandma, she, wa- she turned the corner. My grandfather got a big shit grin on his face because she was... <laughs> Like if you saw us walking on the street, was, you would think I was her friend. She was gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm way I was dead, way yeah. out
1: of my league. And um I know nobody's out liked? of anybody's. What do league? you think she liked about you? I don't give a fuck. I'm just me, man. Like, you know, I I have started plenty of wars in this city. I'm just who the fuck I am. And you either gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. There's no gray And that's cool, but like I've never had a girl She wanted to spend time with me And um, That was different But like my grandmother When her started cooking dinner together They were perfectly happy But that um, She got pregnant With my kid I called my mother on a cruise So I called the cruise company Which called the cruise ship Which had my mother called To call me And she exacted Where it's where you bothered me for this shitty information And I had her on speakerphone Let's just say me and Miranda did About two eight balls that night It was It just It was starting a spiral She wasn't picking up my calls And um, I bought a house in Brookline For us She came down She bought the house She actually had dinner with my mother that night. Three days later, she was coming back down because I flew her down to look at a house to make just, I was about to sign the papers, but I was like, hey, you might want to come look. I'll just fly you in. It's Rochester. It's like 20 minutes. And um, she had dinner with my mother. Supposedly, everything went well. That's what I got told. On New Year's Eve, we were going to the Gold... Not to the Goldmark. Sorry, I was thinking about Nugget, because Nugget DJ that night. We were going to the firehouse um, with Asante and Mike Mariani and um, their girlfriends. And I got a text message, and uh, I know people are going to find this rough to hear, but it is what it is. I'm not having your baby, and I'm flushing it down the toilet. So, the kid... Chad Simon, who has never had to deal with a single thing, that was the first thing he dealt with. So I called my mother. I'm a mama's boy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And We all are. Um, we all
3: are.
1: Well, if you know, if you just met me now, you wouldn't think so. But um, I am Linda Simon. I'm just one with a bigger heart. I went to my mother, and the only thing she, my best friend Pierre drove up from D.C. after he heard this. I told his girlfriend, like, yo, I can't do it. I got to go up there. He's going to lose it came up and he was he's like well, we got to go to your parents you got to go see your mom yeah. she's like get over it so then pierre's like what like literally and, and pierre pierre is very close with my family pierre has been coming pierre's you've met pierre a million times been in a fraternity house like pierre's uh, my right was, hand
0: yeah, yeah i know i know who exactly yeah
1: so um he just turned. me he's like man that's weird and Man, I, I fell down a deep hole, man I was doing one to two eight balls a day Still getting paid Think anybody ever called me? I'm talking about for four months
0: Was not at work Still kept getting a paycheck, not a call From, you were still working for the family business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not a call But you weren't doing anything? Nope Just drugs Not a call, didn't see my parents and hear from them for three or four months
1: Yeah oh. I met a sporadic text from my dad that I wouldn't answer. um, Because I was, dude, I, I thought night was day. Day was night, dude. I thought people were coming at the house. Like, I was not eating. Yeah. I was, yeah, man. Living I, in Pittsburgh? Living in, in my house that I bought for me, my and my uh, stepson, and the kid on the way. Because wow. if you, like, people hear me call myself Uncle Chad, like, nobody wanted a kid more than me. Nobody. Now I'm kind of happy that, that doesn't happen. I like being Uncle Chad. I can give him back at any time. But um, yeah, man, it, it was a dark, dark hole, man. And I finally broke down. I went to the office and my dad, holy shit, the light's on in your office. Are you okay? And I was like, closed the door. It's like, I'm fucked up. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, I haven't been here in four months. It's like, well, we were just giving you your space. And I was like, "I'm cool." Like he's like, "What do you mean you're fucked up?" I'm like, "Just dropped a big old bag on the table," and just did it right in front of him. Wow! Just because clueless man.
0: Yeah, he had no idea how so, like, deep
1: into it you were. When I talk about my parents, it's not, it's not personal, man. It's they grew up in a bubble. I grew up in a bubble, but I got out of that bubble. Going to Hartford, I mean. Dude, you want to talk about an eclectic group of people. Mm-hmm. And um, it just showed me the world. Like I was going to Boston and New York every night for $15 on Amtrak. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, you know, like I told him before, like, dude, my first time out, I'm sorry to get off topic, was at the tunnel. Like not uh, the tunnel, yeah, the no, no, Fugazi no. tunnel at a hotel. No, the real deal. In New the York real City. deal, yeah. dude. Twenty five dollars for the captain and coke. I was that was like my whole budget for the night. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw Funk Flex DJing. Yeah, it changed my entire. I mean, I love sound already, but like, dude, I Funk Flex. Like the only I'm from Pittsburgh, dude. Like sixty minutes of fun, like crazy. So to see him there and talking with that voice, it was wild. But like. Yeah, like I was I asked for help And I, I did I, I went to rehab in Laguna Beach, California mm. It was very relaxing
0: Not your, what, not the only time you would ever go To rehab?
1: This is the way I look at rehab Yeah Let me let me tell you So I, I The only request I had for rehab Was that I could have my cell phone <laughs> I, I
0: couldn't Isn't that how you get the drugs?
1: It wasn't about that. It was I just I I needed to talk. I do you know like Pierre is Pierre and Wayne yeah. are the same. Like I don't know what I would do without Wayne. Right. Um, I could not be out of touch with Pierre. For myself, now I'm going all the way to California for sixty days, man. Like I just needed. The other places were more lockdown hospital. Mm-hmm. I knew what I needed. I just needed to get the fuck out. I need to get out of that house. Yeah. I need to get out of Pittsburgh. I needed, I told people like, I never did the, like, I did the steps while I was there. We did the meetings. Talking about it does help.
0: NA has the same 12 step kind of deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- this rehab, alcohol, right? No, no, no.
0: It was always cocaine.
1: Yeah. Like, to me, I'm not a mixer. Yeah. It's not, either I'm going to do one or I'm going to do the other. And it was
0: just snorting cocaine.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm so damn nasally all the time. Like, I fucked, I fucked my nose up, even though it's rebuilt to begin with.
0: Uh, you, for what it's worth, when you were our chapter advisor and everything, I had no idea that you, you were know. even involved with any kind of drugs. It
1: had always been uh, an end of the night thing. Yeah. I don't want to be hungover next morning. I'll do a couple bumps. But, like, back then, when your mom's, like, tough shit, your kid's gone, I didn't have anybody else to turn to. I'm not going to talk to my boys and be crying to them. I mean, back then, like, this just wasn't where I was at. So rehab was, rehab to me was awesome. It was the first time I got to spend time on myself. And on a a joking note, it is every Jewish person's dream. And I never had unlimited supplies of everything bagels and and Philadelphia (laughs) cream cheese. I was literally, I gained... Well, I mean, I was like a stick. Yeah, you weren't eating because yeah, you were doing something. I, well. I was eating. It, it was what was it
0: about the like cocaine that you think just made you I just stopped thinking, it? bro? It would turn off your brain. Like you could just, I could decompress. Yeah,
1: like I was not a guy to go out and about on that shit. I'd mm. rather be at my house watching TV. Back, well, back in the day, I'd be at my house downloading music. Wow, I go down just dark holes, dude. I've got fifteen something hard drives. Full of Napster, Bear Share, and Limewire.
0: Yeah, 128 kilobyte MP3s. Yeah, bro. Wazoo. Yeah, probably a,
1: a, one, of, them, jam, one of those things is full of music videos from Rap City in the basement.
0: That's fun. So, um, I used to play music videos at 5801 when I used well, to live in the basement. I
1: did all the, uh, you know, I was on Division I basketball team. I was an undergraduate assistant coach. I did all like the mixtapes for like oh, shoot cool. around and stuff. So, that's cool. Um,
0: that coaching thing, I think, is worth talking about, though, because you were always. It's not just the I'm always in the music, background. But, no, not in the background. No, no, they're You're, all background jobs, though. But, like, they're none of them give praise. No, 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 no. I think it's worth talking about your leadership skills and potential, because that's really what you were kind of hovering around when you were yeah. a chapter advisor for the fraternity. When you were coaching, right? It's like yeah. you do have this ability to command respect. To convince other people What the path they need to go well, on I, is Well et cetera.
1: Then yes Looking at it now I I definitely do that Because I pull DJs aside And it has nothing to do with DJ It has to do with What the fuck they're doing Outside of DJing yeah. And the path they're taking Now everybody deserves to go down their own path And who the fuck am I to tell them but I can when I see old Chad, I make sure th- to let them know about coming. Because I don't want people to make the same mistakes. I want people to be able to call their friends or be able to call me because I'm older. Because, dude, I'm trying to tell you, those four months of doing coke, bro, they didn't know where the fuck I was. Mm. It's angry. I was just angry. Like, I've been angry for the last 14 years. But,
0: like... But you were somebody that I turned to for advice and things yeah, like that. Yeah, well, it's because that's why I, I was so shocking when I was at that party and you ha- and you did the whipped cream trick. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he's trying to just like, like, what is this? He's trying to get so me laid let, or so something. So,
1: to let everybody know, Isaac and I are <laughs> are both in Zeta Beta Ta. I not only did I grow up to be selling felt and fabric rolls at Armstrong <laughs> Cover Creek, I was also born in. To the longest legacy of any fraternity Wild In the country There's never been four People in the same fraternity It's wild
2: Yeah
1: And um, my dad Both my dad and my grandfather Are national presidents I was never gonna go down that route I am not One for a society Like those miserable. things What a kissing. terrible
0: business Can you imagine just like The liability that's associated with Dude the liability with, it, with
1: these phones now <laughs> So I used to be Isaac's fraternity My dad finally got um, Sick of Being the fraternity advisor Just because he didn't relate to you guys at all
0: yeah, but uh, I, that I thought was, he did a decent job Yeah but was, he's a cornball He uh, just he, wasn't he, in
1: touch he, My dad is never the one to put the foot down Yeah it's That would be my mother So like before the fraternity got cancelled The first time before you guys came back Um he would bring my grandfather in. It was Tricky, man. Tricky's the nicest guy I remember meeting him. So you piss him off?
0: He showed up at our um, chartering ceremony. Early. Yeah, yeah. I, I made
1: him come. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have a photo with him. So. Oh, it's actually a good good picture with me and uh, Tabs.
1: Yeah. So back in the day, I was their fraternity advisor. I was, what, 28, 29? So.
0: Yeah. Back then, Pitt,
1: Pitt made this goddamn decision that these kids couldn't throw a party in the fraternity house without the advisor being there.
0: <laughs> this is Cap. In the, wor- in the words of PK Poo, this is Cap, well, Yeah, sir.
1: So, it was a rule.
0: No. No, 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 no. It really was. It, it, our, it was a rule. And our female consorts.
1: <laughs> it was a rule. It was a rule, and I was the only one abiding by that rule, because it gave me an excuse to go to the fraternity house.
0: So because the music was good because I was DJing.
1: Well, yeah. And Brandon would come
0: DJ. Rarely. Rarely. When yeah. I would book him, when I would bring him in.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I did some wild stuff back in the day. And but, Jeff
0: was solid, too. I don't but, know where we got him. Do you know the story about how he ended up DJing for us? No.
1: That I, somebody was else DJ really Saw DJ. You know? So I,
0: I do tell that story sometimes. Like he was the first person I really saw. So like, yeah, we would do
1: I would come do some wild stuff at the parties. So like I the, the,
0: the story that we were talking about earlier is I was just talking to a friend who happened to be female, but Chad thought I was trying to get some. So he took a thing of whipped cream and shook to, it up. Told her to and lay then on the bar sprayed it on my neck <laughs> <laughs> tried to get her to lick it up. <laughs> it was it was a, it wasn't hey, was was like cock blocking. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I'll tell you who I'll tell what it, 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 I don't know if it worked No, it was a friend It was like totally we a friend That's what, I was lugees. mortified I was mortified it was he, like... he had never
1: done anything like that <laughs> There was ice I got them ice luges Everything, bro I
0: was like ice If we are gonna do sick. We
1: were gonna do this We were gonna yeah. go out right We used
0: to make thrones Out of the Natty Light cans and, yeah. and I'd like to like You know I've been DJing a little bit again So I played two shows I played at Spirit, There's a fraternity again at, at Pitt. I know, I know I've been talking to those guys There's a guy named Um uh noah schrader who's a it's dj fine, and i've been noah. talking to him Who's was shatini before yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but this kid you know they're very very jewish now their their advisor is the chabad rabbi that's um, what
1: that fraternity has come to the best thing about beta Phi, whether it is my dad's group yeah branded and boomer's group or bonix however we want to talk about them here and your group was it was white, black, Christian, yeah. Catholic, Jewish. Yeah, it's what made it think.
0: But the the lack of diversity was our downfall, I we, believe. It was when like I joined. Really, I see myself as being kind of like the architect of our demise because I started recruiting heavily out of Hillel. And because that was where I was connected, I was connected with Hillel and I started bringing in all those kids, and they happened to be drug addicts, man. Like yeah. a lot of those kids were just alcoholics. I
1: went to school at of Hartford. Place, <sighs> With down. kids with more money than I would I, I, I never smoked weed I never drank I never saw a drug in my life Till I went to college Dude, I got drunk on peach tree my first night of college bro I don't know what that is Like when they told me Chad we need more Jewish kids I was like what the hell are you talking about They're like well we're a Jewish baby I'm like listen <laughs> it doesn't work that way You should, should have seen my fraternity at the University of Hartford But like yeah. to go back To complete the story I um I went to rehab And I came home and I got a job selling cars Just because I can sell I have the gift of gab yeah, I mean yeah. I went from Two months into selling cars To become the assistant general manager Of the entire dealership Which is now an Aldi by the way in East Liberty.
0: I love Aldi um, Great meat selection Great And I got a sticks. phone
1: call From my dad's plant manager one day And I had just gotten a $100,000 A year job Of uh, What's it called? Raise. Yeah. And they said, we need you to come back to the office. Now, I was like, I just got a rate. Right? Like, you guys ain't going to pay me this much. And they're like, we need you back here. Like, stuff isn't going well. Oh. And I was like, well, that's all they had to say to me. Because I just thought about my great-grandfather. Like, Alvin. Like, my great-grandfather is a man of few words. He winked at you, or he looked at you, and you knew exactly where you stood. I mean, scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> um, just like my my mom's, he she smacked me one time against the lips. That was it, with the ring side out. Yeah, that was, that's why I'm so close to my grandparents. I respect them. Told me shut my mouth. Can you believe that? Me actually being quiet. But um, I went back, and what happened was. This guy who my dad hired to run his plant eventually started running the plant. He pulled out of a car wash, literally pulled out of a a car wash and he um, offered him a job. So, I mean, this guy was so loyal to my dad and I'm telling you this story for a reason that if when he first started there, my dad decided to pull his pants down in the middle of the plant and take a shit and tell him to pick it up. He
0: would pick it up. Dude, I got a bidet today. I installed it today, this morning. Incredible, unbelievable, life changing. Tushy, it was like sixty dollars. It was the best fucking sixty dollars. they're life changing, bro. And it was so easy to set up and install. And the spritz of water. I just paused. Used it for the first time like forty minutes before you showed up. Thanks. The spritz of water. uh, Yeah, like, but only using the. Yeah, I did, okay, good shot. and it hit right into the butthole. Like it, it aimed so perfectly. Pause. <laughs> I, didn't to, I didn't have to set it up. I thought it was That's be, for Wayne. I thought it was going to be so challenging. Wow! So he could have sh- taken a shit in the dump. Meaning, like yeah, just meaning like this
1: guy he was very. Or he, he worshipped him. Did, w- w- he gave him an opportunity He yeah. he must have saw something in him I, And Jeff and Jeff was like big brother to me My entire life growing up If something broke at my house Jeff came over to fix it um, So this guy came over And they sat me down Him and this guy Tom said You're either on our team Or my dad's team Holy shit And I was like You know Didn't leave there on the greatest terms Well It wasn't greatest terms I just wasn't there I couldn't go back I knew I couldn't go back right away. Whoa. And so I was like, okay. Like, I said okay regardless because it was my opportunity to go back. Like, that's what I wanted to do. So first couple months, dude, when I tell you that I literally sat behind a desk and did nothing for yeah. eight hours, kept asking them for work. Yeah. No, no, just stay there. Then I just get into a random argument with my dad because that's what me and my dad do. He's Old school, this is how we've always done it. <laughs> and I'm old school. I'm old school, but progression is progression. Like mm. you've got to keep up with the times. Yeah. So it got, they started giving me stuff to do with my dad.
0: Oh, intentionally to kind of continue. You guys fought.
1: Th- so what happened was my dad bought the business from the entire rest of the family using my mother's.
0: Finances Holy shit This is the felt business
1: Yes Well th- Yeah So the house was on the line My mom's bank account And that these guys Didn't pay a bill For a year and a half Gave themselves 150, 200,000 dollar races Because my And I love my dad He's so oblivious to certain He's oblivious to people stabbing him in the back. Didn't think it was possible. He bought the business. He said, Tom, you're going to run the finances. Jeff, you run the plant. I'm going to sell. Nothing's changing. Well, he gave somebody the authorization to sign the checks. So one day I was there and I got a call on the girl answering the phone in our office, Elizabeth was like they keep asking for Mr. Simon and your dad's not taking the call. Just take the fucking call. I'm like, take the call. And it's like, Chad, this is Chad. You're back. I'm like, yeah, I'm back. Your family owes us like three and a half million dollars. From the Felt. Now, what do we sell? Felt. Right. You guys are cut off.
0: Oh shit. This is the this is the company that was selling you the, the rolls yeah, of felt.
1: All three of them. Cut us off.
0: So you can't make any more money.
1: Yeah. So uh, two days before that, my dad, I had gotten a call. Somebody showed up at the office from the IRS Ooh. for me. Oh. Because I turned in my taxes like, your whole tax thing is fraudulent. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, you haven't paid us any taxes in the last year that you've been working on. And my dad, Went into Tom's office and said, why didn't you pay his taxes? Was this a computer glitch? Because if so, we'll cut the check. And he goes, I'm not fucking doing anything. He said that to my dad. I said, you know me, dude. I'm the nicest guy in the world, but there's a hockey player in here. Yeah, yeah. And nobody disrespects my parents. Nobody. I may disrespect them. <laughs> okay. But nobody outside of our family is going to disrespect (laughs) them. And basically, he got fired that day because he told my dad, I'm not paying it. Yeah. And that's when I called my mother into the business. I said, yo, there's something going on here. Something's
0: rotten in the state
1: of And my dad is clear to this day. There's nothing going on. I was like, yo, we owe them three and a half. What are you talking about, Chad? So my mom came into business smartest and worst decision that's ever happened in my life. Looking back at it, she'll let the company go into fucking bankruptcy and then just bought it back. Mm. And bought the stuff on the pennies, restarted fresh clean slate. Everybody got paid. Everybody would have been happy. Mm. We brought the head of the JCC into the place. Okay? Now, if anybody's ever run a business... There's a big difference between business and a nonprofit.
0: That's for damn sure. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. They have the opposite goals. A business don't call
1: her. They don't call her the rabbi for no reason.
0: A business's goal is to generate profit. So it's yes. exactly the opposite.
1: Yes, but it's also how it's run. Mm-hmm. Okay, things can't wait. If a machine breaks, it doesn't matter that you're in Israel. I need you to sign off on this. Right. No, it can wait. No, it can't fucking wait. Right. I'm very... So what happened was I went from not doing anything to being salesman on the road for five days, head of purchasing, and restructuring the entire manufacturing process all at the same time. Now, I'm doing great. And the only reason, and people are like, oh, Chad, you're the world's greatest salesman, I don't think I am. When you spent, I got fired at 32. When you spent 32 years of your life around something, unless you're a stupid idiot, it's going to come secondhand nature, okay? Right. I've met all these people. I know who's a shyster. I know who's not. I know how to sell to these guys.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, the problem is when my dad sold, it was you go in, you say hi, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Now, you're not allowed to take them to dinner. Okay? Because that's how all these steel companies went into bankruptcy. That's what people, the stories that you don't know, is because they'll just sign up the purchase order for the person who takes them out to the most expensive thing, not who's selling them the best price. Right. They may be paying double. Honestly. That, I mean, Right, because so, there's no
0: skin off their back. like Yeah,
1: so... You know. so like, my selling when I got out there, I'd find out that, you know, God bless my father, but he didn't know how to just tell somebody the truth. Mm. I would never call my dad a, like a liar to your face. You know what I mean? But somebody would be like, where's where's my 500 pieces of felt? My dad, oh, it's we shipped it yesterday. <laughs> we didn't even have the felt in the building yet. This shit wasn't even cut. Wasn't even close. No. So imagine the son of Ken Simon going into these people. Now our, our thing is we are the least important thing until they're out of it and we'll shut you down. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We'll shut a whole thing down. So I just basically turned the company from going to liquidation into a $10 million a year company. I was running hot bro. Nine straight years on the road. Five days a week. Yeah. No vacation days. (laughs) And that's where me and my mother started. I would be like, oh, I need to come home for a week. Not take a week off. I just need to be home for a week. I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. Like,
0: my life was cocaine. No, 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 no.
1: No. no. Totally clean. I'll be completely honest. That job was my joke. Yeah. I talked about it every day. You could ask Pierre. All I did was talk. Pierre probably didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but you
0: were just trying to get that next sale. Like oh, next sale, the new machine, a new process, Were pay- there benefits for you. Like, would you get more money? Was there a like a incentive?
1: Oh yeah. I was supposed to be commissioned, but you didn't, you they owe me over that? $350,000. That's it. Yeah. Because they, 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 the, um, they changed my contract that my contract at the beginning didn't have commission, but they owe me three. I mean, dude, every time for all the years you saw me worked, I never made more than $50,000
0: for the year,
1: for the year. And I was paying for my own car too.
0: Did you, did you get legal representation? Are you involved in any proceedings at this point or it's all, well? let's bridge? get
1: to that part. Um, so basically like I'll just fast forward. Um, my mom and I, I, I'm, I'm very aggressive when it comes to business. Yeah. I take it very personal. It's
0: your life, man.
1: It was my life. Um, it got so my she was not happy that she got dragged into work. Right. Okay, so that was not my mom's life plan. It's not any of my mom's sisters' life plans to be at work. Okay. I'm just gonna be honest about that. They they're they're fucking rich, man. It is what it is. I, I don't look at her bad that way. She did not want to be there But she had to Because my mom, my dad Put all her money in flux Yeah yeah. So let's just start off there Not happy when she's walking in Every day there's these two You've been down to the office before, right? No? Uh, There's these two shaky glass windows by the front door Every time she walked in Bang! You knew the bitch was there Like you knew she was there, man (laughs) And people <laughs> and the business called me Little Linda Simon because, dude, she don't scare me, bro. Wow. My mom runs How on. How many f- employees were there when it- thirty five?
0: Yeah, at, at, at and and the they've max? all mostly was that the most there ever were? Yeah,
1: no, probably somewhere up to forty five when we were cutting rags. Yeah, there would be four or five old ladies in the back, but. We got out of that. I told my dad we weren't making enough money. We can just buy it from buy the rags already boxed up from somebody else and make more money, and not touch them. Basically, they come off. We rip the sticker off and send them back. Yeah, Yeah. So
0: that's ultimately what you ended up doing. You were basically like a warehouse.
1: No, no, that was for the rags. Became the low end of the business. We our roles for the automotive industry is the big side of the business.
0: Was also polyester or felt?
1: Uh, it's a they were from Japan. Yeah but now that's just part of the story. So we're we're doing all this big business. I'm getting every customer back. My dad is happier than shit with me. Yeah. Linda not happy. Why? Because I didn't need her anymore. So they hired a co-CEO. They hired somebody named Randall Schrader who would come in three couple days a week, have sales meetings, Because he knew how to run the business. My mom was basically an accountant. Mm -hmm. She'd just take care of the bills. Well, when it came down to like, I got a $250,000 carpet order. Some places use carpet instead of felt. Like old, like uh, old these carpet mills, when they screw up and stuff, they put it to the side and they'll sell it for for cost. So I got a... a quarter of a million dollar carpet order, which has never happened before. I said to this dude, what do, you, what do I got to do for all your business? He's like, need a truckload in two weeks. You get me a truckload in two weeks, you have my business. I said, okay, done. I made four phone calls, told my dad, tell the guys if they need anybody, if they have anybody that can work a night shift, we'd hire their buddies for a couple weeks. And we had to buy a machine, a carpet machine. That would unroll by itself and cut. Cause what these guys were doing was taking a carpet roll, rolling it out, chalking it, using a hand, motorized hand shear, and cutting it, then putting in a paper guillotine and cutting it down. What this carpet machine did, it would just vroom, vroom, it would still have to go to the guillotine, but the manual labor was gone, which mm-hmm. which sped it up 75%. So in my mind, we ain't buying that machine. We ain't buying that machine, and the guy goes. He just laid out how quickly you're going. Basically, that machine was paid off by the end of this one order.
0: Yeah,
1: we're not doing it. I don't care what he just wants to buy stuff.
0: So, so you got so there were personality conflicts. It was hard working with your parents. Ultimately, well, what happened was this guy business. They fired you. No, no, no. Three hundred fifty thousand dollars. What's the punchline?
1: The punchline is they used me until they didn't need me. It's the old adage, it's real easy to run something. I, I forget the, I forget the, there's a phrase out there.
0: Yeah.
1: But basically, I set them all back up with everybody. My dad said, you can't get a million dollar uh, credit line from these guys. I have a 15 minute meeting and get one.
2: Yeah.
1: It just, when they didn't meet me, what happened was there's a company called NCCM. This is where I was going with who bought them. I was out selling these Japanese rolls in it. So happens, they kept, Chad, you got to push these rolls. They're the big ticket items. Felt kept the lights on. The rolls made the money. Mm-hmm. That's the way I described our business. And the rags was just. It was a little extra. Just a little extra. Um, I, met, I met this uh, guy. He's like, we're not buying these effing Japanese rolls anymore. They don't fucking work. I don't care how cheap they are. And I came back to the office. I was like, oh, I'm not fucking selling these things anymore like we might as call 3M yeah. who's our competitor. Oh, okay.
0: Well. Yeah, 3M's been in the news lately. It's been interesting. There was a piece in Wall Street Journal yesterday about how they're failing to innovate because they haven't invested enough in Well they got and they sold off also uh, this had a is big where the lawsuit because of the earplugs. Yes. So they're they're on the hook for that. It's a multi-billion dollar lawsuit, I think 5.5 5 billion. So what happened was
1: 3M still made the material, but they sold the sales end of the business to a company called NCCM, which was owned by the guy who was the head engineer for this division at 3M. Basically, they were trying to to not finish the product, kind of like we do the felt, but they are by hands down the best at this shit. And my mom said, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to fucking call the NCCM company. My dad said, there ain't a chance in hell you even get a fucking phone call. Mm-hmm. So I called this guy, Brett Nickham and his wife Judy, uh Julie. And I I said, I said, they said, Mr. Nickum's in a meeting. And I said, never met this dude before. And I just said, tell him it's Chad Simon from Armstrong Cover Quick. And next thing you know, he picked up the phone. He goes, Can I help you? I said, I shut my door. To my office because I didn't want my parents To hear what I said It's like listen I'm the head salesman here I'm also The head of purchasing Even though they'll never give me that title I was like What do you think about us doing business together He goes Fuck yeah Like we've been wanting your business for a long time Came out the thing He said can you guys be here tomorrow I was I was I. I was like, yeah, you're my type of guy. He's like, there's no reason to sit around on no, It's just a plane flight. We'll get you your, we'll buy the tickets. So, okay, my mom told him, my dad just gave me a hug. He goes, I don't know, what the fuck do you do to these people? My mom goes, he's not going. He doesn't sell rolls anymore. If it's going to be three of them, it's going to be Dave. And my uh, my friend Dave that worked there. He And my dad, <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen my dad talk back to my mother. He goes, oh, he's fucking going. And she was like, why? He goes, because he's the one that made the fucking meeting. Right. This ain't the JCC. So we go, we make this deal. And it changed the life of that company.
0: You gave them their lifeblood back. Yeah. This was.
1: Yeah, well, they were also buying, like, the plastic stuff you would see with that gripper that I would bring for you guys. Oh, yeah. They were buying that for five. They were buying, like, heavy-duty, industrial, army-type, bulletproof shit, which this thing's going to break anyways. So it just needs to last a certain amount of time. It does not need... And our profits went up like 300% on that stuff. So... We go... So we're in the midst of selling. We're doing all this. I'm starting to get absolutely worn out. Yeah. I mean, every day is starting to be like Groundhog Day for me. If anybody's been on the road for 9 or 10 years... And I'm talking no breaks, man... The only three day weekend I got is my birthday, and that's me just saying, basically saying, I ain't answering my fucking phone. That you weren't
0: having any fun on the road, like going to bars, meeting people. No, I was allowed
1: twenty five dollars a day to eat three meals.
0: What were you eating, man?
1: Dunkin' (laughs) Donuts.
0: Have you have you improved like what you eat at all? Are you are you taking good care of yourself now? Yeah,
1: yeah, my friends have me on a better diet. Good, bro. But like. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, we there's so many stories with me and my mother and and,
0: and bills. Well, it but, sounds like you felt like you were not being respected. Like, well, your, yeah, like your skills were not being honored. Well, like it people, was like people took you for granted and that they didn't take care of you the way that you deserved. Like, you were bringing a lot more to the table than they. It
1: was never about money for me because yeah. I had a company credit card. I did what I want, anyways. It just came out of my damn paycheck, right? But, um. I was miserable. She made a job that wasn't a job, a place I didn't even want to go. So I got, so what happened was we, uh, I had three straight weeks going to, in Las Vegas. Okay. Going to three different trade shows, happened to be back to back to back. Now, if you stay in Vegas for three weeks, okay, okay, I was, I mean, I knew Ian Riddick was out there. I mean, a a whole bunch of, I wasn't paying for shit. I I was living, but um, no drugs yet. Came back. The lady sat me down, Julie Nickham, and said, we need to talk about our business relationship. And I said, oh, shit. I looked at Kevin. I said, fuck. They're about to kick us to the curb. And the lady goes, Chad, this might be hard for you to hear. I'm like, what? Now, listen, I've been wrong a lot in my life. I'm looking in the camera right now. But I normally know when I fuck up, okay? I'm fully aware. So I was like, I didn't really do anything. They're like, we don't want to do business and have any contact with your mother anymore. We don't like how she does business. We don't like her tone. We don't like how secretive she is. That's not why we signed the business. We signed up to do business with you. It's a partnership. It's not a business arrangement. This The way we made money was a partnership. And we had to be completely open because there's other people selling their stuff in certain markets and you have to respect that. Not my mother, no respect. She just wants money, that's it. So But
0: she was also she was also roped in because of your father's decision to put her finances on the line. Well, no, that, that was the only way he could have company. bought the business. Yeah, yeah. It so, wasn't her deal. She was independently wealthy. No, no,
1: no. And I understand that. But there was a time it was time for her to go. Fair. It it was it was it was prearranged that she'd be there for a year and a half. Right. And then they'd hire an accountant, a business manager. Um that never happened. Because once the, the one thing I will say about her is once she gets power, JCC, Temple, Emmanuel, you have to kill her off the throne. In all seriousness. Right. It happened at Temple. Right. It happened at the JCC. It happened at the UJF. That's why she doesn't do any Jewish nonprofits anymore.
0: So... Those things, man. I used to raise money for them. Yeah, I would yo. like plant a tree, it's a mafia. run a uh, run a marathon for you know five thousand dollars for the UCF. I used to run, raise all the money for them and get all my family members and friends to contribute. And then I look it up and it's like, what are they actually using the money for? It's like. Building the wall between them and Palestine. Yeah, yeah, the politics are not so. So good, this man. lady
1: says this, and I look at Kevin. So oh, I say, "Okay, well, we'll make it happen." <laughs> we go back, and I'm sitting on the plane, dude. And I honestly said this. I said, "I'm gonna get fired."
0: Yeah.
1: And Kevin's like, "No, dude, you're producing. You, you could tell, you're producing." I was like, "Dude, because this... you, your mom? No, 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 no. I said it in jest because." I saw it coming already. Yeah. But I didn't think she'd be able... I didn't think she'd pull the trigger, if you understand what I'm trying to say.
0: So was this the fir- the end of the first time you worked no, the No, this company? is the end, the end of the end second of the time. Second. So... And they owed you a bunch of money.
1: Well, yeah. But it wasn't even about the money then. It was... There was other stuff going on there. Yeah. It's beating me down, calling me a fat fuck every day. That's your mom? Like, yeah. It's a fat fuck. I wonder why nobody wants to date you. I'm like, nobody wants to date me because I'm never fucking
0: home. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a, it, we don't have FaceTime. They, they were did, fucking flip phones. Did your mom tell, call you, and tell you you were fired? Did she like? No, no,
1: no. So we came home. We told her. I, I, and Kevin's like, you got to tell her, and I'm like, you tell her. And my mom's like, business. No, 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 business. no, no, no. We didn't lose the business. That that lady didn't want to do business with her. Right. And that it was going to be of all people, this is what she called me, her drug addict son. Which I am. I went to rehab. You're always a drug addict when you're a drug addict, okay? Right. But I'm not, I'm the drug addict. I'm the embarrassment of, I'm the black sheep of the family. Do you have siblings? Technically, I haven't talked to my sister in 15 since all this went down.
0: Your sister was also involved in the business?
1: No, she hates the business because there was, because when we would sit for dinner, we'd talk business and she'd just be, now there's seven years between us. She's younger. Yeah. So yeah, she, she hates, she's always hated me. She, she never felt like she got enough attention. I mean, always. I ruined her life because she had to go to hockey games. Like, it's just one of those things, but I don't even want to talk about her. She's not worth it. Um, it's, but, That sounded really rude, but that's the nicest thing I'll say.
0: But this business cost you your relationship with your dad, your relationship with your mom, and your relationship with your sister?
1: But my relationship with my sister's never been there. She's always... She hated me my entire life. I mean, dude, me and my friends showed up for her 21st birthday, and she was embarrassed. All her friends were happy. She was embarrassed. She won't talk to me. She won't. The only time... Last, only two times I've talked to her were when my, both my grandparents died. And she came over and gave me the old Jewish hug. I'm so sorry. And turned right around. I haven't heard anything back. That's just who she is. I mean, this girl... The rules in the house growing up was you can't talk to Jessica for an hour and a half after she wakes, till an hour and a half after she wakes up. She's a princess. She is the definition of a Jap. She's extremely intelligent, extremely successful. She's got all my parents' attention now. And that's what she's always wanted. And good for her. I have no problem with it. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. But um, so this lady told her that. We told it. My mom got up, left the office. I got an email saying, you're not on the road anymore. I said, what do you want me to do? Just anything you want. Next day, I went out to the off plant to try to help my dad. Got in a fight with him because he just is the most. My dad's just, he was, when that shit happened, it fucked him up. That, it's going to sound like I'm making an excuse for my dad over my mother, but those two people stabbing him, he's never been the same person. Mm. Never been. When you look at him, you can look right through him. So we would get into it. Then I told her I can't go in the plant. Then I couldn't call customers. So what do you think
0: I turned to? Yeah, got back into the drugs. They had started like whittling you down until they you didn't do anything. And you knew like they knew then, that's what you did last time you were bored when you didn't have anything else to do. Do
1: you think they've ever asked me about Miranda or the drugs since the day I went to rehab? Since the day that happened? They've to this day, right?
0: Twenty, twenty-one years later. So what? What was the outcome? How did you get back on your feet? Well, I got. If, if you are, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, been surviving, dude. Maybe we're like still limping. A <laughs> well,
1: little. no, I'm very much limping right now, but I'm happy. So that's key. I don't care. Yeah. Like I don't mind hustling, dude. I worked in a plant all my life. Like I don't yeah. care. Like, that's why people are like, I can't believe you bar back. I'm like, what? it's some hard work, quick money, dude. Honest. It's an honest way of living. And I'm still at the bar, and I'm still listening to my friend's DJ. Yeah,
0: still supporting.
1: So the thing happened was she sent my dad. So we got in a big fight. My dad pushed me. I pushed him back. Mm. My dad said, okay, you know what? You've been wanting this vacation two weeks, unpaid. But I'll buy you a ticket. Go stay with my brother, Mike. That you always hear me talk about My big brother Mike Go live with him in LA for a couple weeks Get the fuck out of here Yeah Say okay cool Came home packed Gotta knock on my door in the morning It's my father Crying Mm. Gotta let you go I say excuse me So she made him do it Yeah Wow She the thing was She was going to divorce him If he didn't fire me
0: (laughs) Bro You've been through some shit man Tell me this. What keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you upbeat? What keeps every day, like, what allows you to to bear it?
1: I mean, my grandfather just passed away two years ago to the day. So when I left there, I moved to California. I'm going to make this real quick. Moved to California to work with Mike. I was going to be assistant general manager of Orange County Mercedes-Benz in Orange County, California. The number three Mercedes dealership in North America. It's gonna make $225,000 a year. Perfectly happy. Kibbets in with everybody. You told me a similar
0: story about South Florida not that long ago.
1: Yeah, well, that, did, that, 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 that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I went out there, I took the job. My dad calls me a month and a half in. I need you to come back to work. Everything's flatlined, it's lost without you pushing us. Come home. Come home. My dad said, I'll. I came home on a Wednesday. He's like, I'll see you at the office on Monday. My mom's mother dies on Saturday. He goes, I can't. You can't come back to work. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't come back to work. Day later, my grandma gets cancer. So basically, for the last 12 years, I've been taking care of my grandparents because my mom did not allow my father to talk to them. Because she wanted me to be homeless and learn how tough life is. Because I didn't respect her
0: What do you think it is Like if you had to dig really deep down What do you think your mom Like what would she say about Oh I mean Chad's a
1: liar, Chad's a drug addict I mean I lied most of my childhood Because I got put in timeout so much I would do anything not to be in that powder room again Like dude I could take apart A sunbeam clock kitchen timer Like it's going out of style Like I have really bad ADD Really bad So, um, the truth is I'm not scared of her and the two people that were left in the sales team, one, but one of them was part of the group that tried to screw my dad. So she had that over the head and the other one, he got caught. The it guy got caught trying to read my emails and use one of my ideas for something. So now she had stuff over them. So now they had to be good little puppies. You don't Mm -hmm. get anywhere in the steel business without pushing people. Yeah, You have to be creative. You have to find the cheapest way to do stuff because, number one, they are the worst-paying people in the world. Yeah, I mean, you're talking 60, 90, 120 days out. We don't get those same terms. So we have to touch as many items that we don't have to do any work with To sell. So, like, people saying, I can't get that. I'm like, oh, I can get that for you at a cheaper price. We wouldn't have to touch it. Come in and leave. Yeah. So she would tell you, my biggest thing with her is I'm not afraid. I don't, she likes to help people. But the minute you don't need her help, you're a threat. Mm. I'm not sure if I'm describing that the right way, but there's friends of hers growing up that the same thing happened. And it's her mother. She is her mother's son. I did not have a relationship with my grandmother. My mom's youngest brother is a schizophrenic. He's been in a home since the day John Lennon got killed. Yeah, cool guy, Uncle Steve. Play all the instruments you want, but he loses it out of nowhere. He'll just fucking snap. But um, they thought I was gonna be him because of my ADD. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't, she wouldn't talk to me. Mm -hmm. She wanted nothing to do with me. So just just i don't know man
0: wild it, wild things we've been through yeah man.
1: and so they literally keep they were like chad you get a job we'll talk to you and we'll go back to therapy and basically every time they've i've tried to reconnect with them they just move the goalpost goal line goalpost whatever you want to call it and the worst part is it it killed my grandmother it it honestly 2 days before she died i just wanted to die Kenny broke my heart and if you ever met my dad dude that's he's a parents kid
0: like oh, you yeah, d- yeah. yeah. Guy. like yeah. we yeah that's the guy you ever
1: met yeah yeah so for him to just not talk to me, they have not talked to me in 15 years your folks yeah not at all I wasn't even allowed at my grandfather's at the casket
0: even though you were the one caring for him i got kicked out of the house
1: years. when he got put in hospice i got the locks changed on me to his apartment
0: jesus christ man i didn't know that
1: yeah yeah so like it's not boohoo chad now if you would have asked me a year ago i would have gave you the biggest sob story that you ever heard it's just like i look at it now i'm like what can life throw my way anymore i don't care i don't care about being rich yeah now would i love some money oh
0: Fuck yes. Do you think that any of the whole whatever took place is your fault? Is your responsibility? I'm 50% of the problem.
1: I'm 50% of the fault. You could have done better that you would
0: have changed going back.
1: I can tell you what I would have changed. And and I'm not deflecting it back on my parents, but I was so tuned in every day to we are going to lose everything. We are going to lose everything that nobody was like, yo, we're good Take a step back There was nothing Like when I dive in dude Yeah I'm fucking I'm I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning Googling shit Wasn't sleeping that often Yeah I was just like I'm going to make this company Fucking huge So To go back To finish it Like they bought the company The, the lady The lady that told my mother To do business They ended up buying My family's business Huh and um
0: is this the group in in vegas or
1: something no they're in they're up by three i'm up on the in minneapolis got it uh right on the they're actually in wisconsin but uh it's like pittsburgh to fucking youngstown it's the same thing
0: but you were never part of you you never had any stake in the no 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 ownership stake so you didn't purposely you didn't benefit from the sale no Nah. Even though you had put all of this time and energy Yeah, but when I the say company, they owe
1: me money It was basically
0: like I earned that money And they're like and not just money, when you were building the company back From the brink They'll tell you that didn't happen You, They'll tell you that's all a lie But aren't there receipts? Like, for yeah, all the work there's receipts
1: done? on everything But the, you think my mom's friend's going to ask them for the receipts? Yeah. You think my mom's sister's going to ask for the receipts? And nobody Your lawyer can
0: during discovery. I know, well
1: the biggest problem was My grandparents talked me out of that Talked you out of suing, and because they did not believe my dad could go on this long with the whole charade. Got it, got it, got it. Got and it's been a charade, bro. I mean, there's been. You pay you. I've sent some really, really nasty text messages. That got my mom got a restraining order. I remember, on remember, yeah, yeah, I remember. And everybody was that. like, you know, I, I gave Wayne that. He's like, man, that's pretty nasty to a restraining order. I'm like, that's just because my entire life, my mom's paid somebody else to do her work. Sure. And um, I don't know if
0: that's generational. Um, I don't know about any of that. I don't. I'm not. Let me tell you about Becky. It was like um, she never cooked. She never changed the diaper. She didn't breastfeed. She she's my favorite person in the whole world. Yeah. But when we would come over for dinner, she had her friends coming in the back, bringing up the casserole dishes, Uh, and they would hand them to her with the tinfoil on. So it looked like she took it in the stove or put it in the oven and pull it out and then put it on the dinner table. Yeah, like she had a whole yeah. army of people. All of Squirrel Hill was working for her my, my, for the, free.
1: The other thing with me working at work was Brandon's one of my bonics, right? if people don't know his real name, um, yeah, Brandon Globa. I was out with him. I get off the plane and I'm out at the clubs. Now, my parents, a good night for them is crossword puzzles on a couch, dude. I'm not that kid. I like the club for a lot of things. It just takes me back to the fucking auditorium, dude. Lights, sound, action. And they, when are you gonna stop going out? You're 30 years old. I'm like, fuck, I ain't going stop going out. It's the only time I get to see anybody. Cause I'm on the, I'm in the middle. And if anybody's ever been, probably nobody that will ever watch this has ever been to a steel mill. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere, except if it's in Chicago. Okay. They're all and wherever somebody will give them tax free land. That's where they are in the middle of fucking nowhere. So it's not fun. Like it's fun. I enjoy the business part of it. But like when I go back to the hotel, dude, I'm like, honestly, this is very Chad comment, but I would just find the closest Hooters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like where you can get some attention. Like- I get
1: some attention. I could do some flirting and see some TNA. Sure. That's it. I mean, unless it was a nice hotel bar, but I was never allowed to stay in a, you know, they were courtyards or holiday inns, but like.
0: It's a sad life, right? Like you felt kind of
1: lonely. I was very lonely on the road with with somebody that was not caring. Now, like my dad, my dad got it because he did it, but it would all end up. She wouldn't let me off the road because she didn't want me in there. And I found out afterwards, because every time we'd make a decision, when I left, she'd change it. And I'd be like, why didn't that ship?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we decided it wasn't that important. If I fucking tell you it's important. <laughs> well, Chad, sometimes you lied when you were younger. I'm like, yeah, to get out of time out, not because somebody
0: needs felt so they can slit steel. Do you have insight into how manufacturing fell apart in America? Like, in the whole sense, where like there was this there was this loss of it's, all these manufacturing it's gonna, it's jobs. Gonna, it's gonna sound in the
1: Rust Belt. I don't understand how unions work. Okay, and some people may hate me for saying this, but unions—that
0: was the downfall.
1: Unions killed U.S. steel.
0: Killed them because we couldn't compete because we were oh, dude, paying too I mean, much for labor, basically
1: so much for labor. I mean, there's do, there's certain people in steel mills that need to get paid, the engineers the maintenance people but the everyday people could they should be a good $25 an hour but th- at the union they're making like 40 something an hour fucking three months off and shit and then so what yeah, happened I get was three weeks.
0: i I've, I've had 3 weeks for the last you know
1: but what i'm saying is they uh they went all digital they went all computer pissed off the union and it's whole, when they shut down dude I mean, it takes a month to bring that thing back up to run it. Like, people don't understand, like, that that furnace. Like, once you turn them off, everything needs to get changed out of it because you can't just blast it with heat again.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, it's so it, not. it really has to yeah, keep running. and like the problem is, or whatever. not only is the union, so I'm going to go on the other side of it. Like, you see U.S. Irvine Works, right? Or stuff down in Amman Valley. The problem was they never kept up with these plants.
0: So the, they were still They've running got old equipment from the old 1800s old old,
1: and then when it's time now for them to like get new equipment, it's not financially feasible. They'll just move the entire operation down south, yeah, because it's tax free and there's more open land down south than up north. Because Tennessee, all still used south to be Carolina, Florida, Chicago, Mississippi used to be Chicago, Ohio, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and the Buffalo. Northeast in Buffalo and Boston. Cleveland, yeah. And Rhode Island's a big one mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Yeah. But like they yeah, dude, it wasn't cost effective. That's why stuff started going overseas. So they fucked up on both ends. Like the newest mill, the last thing I did is in is in Alabama, it's in Mobile, Alabama. It's it's cost them fucking 25 billion dollars, dude. State of the art, the whole thing. It's like a art... They, they hired somebody to do artwork on the outside. Is it a whole... Paid the guy $5 million for an art installation. So when you look at these buildings, it's not like go down to Mon Valley and look at that yeah, shithole. Yeah, yeah. You
0: go to this place, it's like... Oh. It's somewhere you'd want to work. Did you see The Sphere in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the footage from the YouTube concert. Yeah,
1: it's just been... It's been a wild ride.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my grandfather... If you ever... They don't call him Tricky Dicky for no reason, bro. Like... I'm very lucky that I spent 10 years taking care of both of them. It was also the worst thing that happened to me Mm. because that was 10 years of me not working. You try to get a job from working for your parents and then taking care of your grandparents and now try to get a job.
0: Yeah, I talked about this also recently with um, a meeting I had with Pat Card. So last time I didn't say his name, but I looked it up and it'll go into the episode with PK. But basically his advice for me was you can't take a break. Like if you if you take three months off, you're good. But if you take six months, seven months, a year, 10 years, you have to explain it and you have to be able to explain what you learned, what you created and why you weren't working
1: yeah and i do i've 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 been to like three or four finalists for certain jobs but i just haven't gotten one yet but you know i'm just doing my thing man just do you have hustling. any legal issues
0: Nope. that's dope that's big never been in jail dude you should be you should be straight like i guess you don't have a college degree That so you piece, have, that stupid piece of paper bro you have high school yeah but no college yeah so it's just i
1: i'll say and i have to say this I have the most amazing set of friends.
0: Yeah. I am not an easy person to be friends with. <laughs> you, you, you are a little flaky. I'll say that. Little on the flaky side. I'm impressed you showed up tonight. That was cool. Oh, shut up. I'm not that flaky.
1: I just don't <laughs> talk to anybody anymore. I've gotten old. I've gotten quiet. I, I sit at home. If I'm not out driving or not at a bar cleaning it or bar backing, I'm home. Yeah. Or I'm at Wayne's house or at my sister Bethany's house.
0: What's giving you the most joy?
1: My friend's kids. I love being Uncle Chad. I've got two up in Hartford. I just say Hartford because they won't know where Ludlow, Massachusetts is. Um, I got Wayne's two daughters who are wrapped around my finger that I do anything for. I got I say my sister, Bethany, she's one of my sister's friends, but we've always been closer than me and my sister. So I, I watch her two kids every Friday. Oh, three kids. Sorry. Um, And all my other friends' kids. But like, they make me want to be better.
0: What I mean, if you think that's going to make you want to be better, can you imagine what being a dad would do? Well, dude, I wanted to be a dad.
1: I mean, I had one on the way I was going to be the first My kid should be It's not too late, bro No,
2: You're it's still over 40s
1: It's over It's not over It's over it's I th- Listen, over. the thought of even being in a relationship I have no desire Um, Why? Just, uh, just I don't want to get anybody in trouble I, I uh, Nah I like doing my own thing I'm too far in now Somebody tell me what to do, dude
0: that's not what a relationship should be like.
1: <laughs> I know, but I there's certain stuff I... <laughs> that might
0: I, be what you think it's like because of your relationship with your parents. No, no, no. But that's I'm not what a I'm doing off
1: certain other things that I see and that's all I'm going to say about that is I'm not living that life. Nobody's you going to tell me like that I can't not go to my friends. Bro, it doesn't have to be like that. I know. Well, that's, I've seen enough that's
0: what you see. Like
1: that's And the other thing is I'm not set yet.
0: That's a reasonable explanation, like
1: I'm not set and you you don't just feel honestly like you, have the
0: stability. like you don't have you haven't put down the roots yeah the and, those, I, and it's just not acorns.
1: I don't know if it's me getting older, I just don't really give a shit anymore, to be honest with you <laughs> i'm I'm okay being by myself, I do what I want, I go where I want, and yes, have I been a little flaky because I just don't give a fuck anymore if I don't feel like doing something anymore, do you know how many years I've spent running around? doing stuff for other people. You know what I mean? So, I've just learned, yeah, through wisdom that I have to take care of me recently and it's made me extremely happy these past couple months. I don't I don't give a shit, dude. I have the most amazing life. Dude, I get to do crazy
0: shit and be in places that I shouldn't be at. Tell me about all the stuff that you've been doing with all of the artists in Pittsburgh. I've seen you with a lot of hip-hop, like, folks in the hip-hop community. Well, I like, mean, that's with... from Taylor Gang. Like, what's your involvement there, and who are the people you're excited about? Like, who are the artists that you're excited about?
1: Well, I got into the whole Taylor Gang thing is obviously from Brandon. But I've been there since the first concert with Brandon. So that's just... Dude, like, the first year, the big first tour, I was there for, like, a week... I went. I did like New Jersey, Hartford, Boston, and another show. It was just the most awesome thing ever. Like, cause I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, Snoop Dogg was there. Like, I'm like, oh, literally, like a like a fucking fan. Like, just like, this is awesome. Like, going on the bus, smoking my weed, catering. Like, this shit's cool. And then I just became friends. Like Kenny, the music director One of my top 10 friends And I don't even talk to him But two or three times a year But he's like my my Yoda
0: Mm. Um, Chevy Don't talk to him that much Chevy seems cool as fuck He's one of those guys that like
1: The best human being (laughs) I've ever met Everybody says that shit I've ever met in my life He is a man of few words Until you piss him the fuck off (laughs) I pissed him off once I was just yapping and know that's a shocker to a lot of people He's like, cuz, do you ever shut the fuck up? Sound familiar, ma? Oh,
0: uh, I said, Chad, shut the fuck up <laughs> But But this is the perfect venue for you, though Yeah and It's like, let's go Yeah, it's people where, have been like encouraged to talk. Well, I
1: got to do the Berg Boys podcast
0: Cool Uh, With cool. Motor and Flack and yeah. Spills they, they put that one on hiatus we have like been
1: on hiatus for a while. I mean, it ago. was just you know the whole yeah it was, it was a whole thing. It ran its course. It ran its course. That's the way. I, that's the way I'll phrase it. It Fair. just ran its course. Fair. Uh, well, and a big H- hard os boy Huss had joined us, and he got tragically killed. Oh fuck! Not gunshot. He got literally. Do you know where that little overpass is on Second Ave on the way towards the jail? Yeah, maybe. There's a little underpass you go under before you hit the jail before you hit the light to go over to 10th Street Bridge. His okay. car up on 376 or 279, don't know which one that is. His car was above that. Car broke down. And he got out of his car. And somebody hit him and knocked him up from 376 down onto Second Avenue. And the only thing that killed him was his rib. Both back ribs went right through his lungs. Jesus Christ. And he had just been in my house. Fuck. He's one of four friends have died over the last... It's been a lot. PK yeah.
0: was talking about Mayo and Ivory. Yeah. But I, I don't know, though. I didn't know them. Like
1: a, I, I have my friend, Reed. Heroin situation. I had a friend, Reed, who's my fratern- Who's your fraternity brother. Fr- fraternity buddy. He was the only kid from Pittsburgh that I went to college with. Mm. Uh, Huss died. Um, my cousin's two... My cousin's friends, Anthony... And um, Vance Anthony got killed in a car accident And Vance killed himself because of Anthony's death Damn and I'm trying not to cry right now Damn Because it got to a point where I was closer with them Than they were with my cousin And um, Yeah um, Sorry man No it was cool I just found out while I was working behind the bar at the
0: Goldmark So
1: I, uh, yeah it was a rough
0: Maybe that was one of the nights you didn't was... want to dap me up it's like you yeah. never know what somebody's going through, man. I think well, it's so not important. that. No, if you, I think that's so. If important, you've but... ever seen
1: me at the goal mark yeah, no and idea. I and I ignored you, yeah, once or twice, it's because I have. I had my job is like is like octopus there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a lot. you should see. Uh, I, no I casino. can't. You should see how how hard no casino works. Uh, Tanner. Yeah, he's back there. Like, wait, well, he works there now. Yeah, he's he took your job. He um, he, at least he. He was there once or twice that I saw him. I don't know if he kept well, it. Well, the thing is, it was funny as fuck.
1: Is the goal mark was my savior? Um, because when I couldn't get a job, the only person that uh, gave me a job was Nugget.
0: Yeah, shout out Nugget man,
1: what an amazing. Well, I DVD. mean, we, listen. We Adam, I could I could go for weeks. There's three people in this room. You guys only see two, but the three of us could spend fucking 35 hours on DJ Nugget. Easy. That's just the DJ part. We're not even talking about who Adam is. The most solid human being I know.
0: Although I did have to kick in the back door in order to DJ Goldmark. Yeah, well, that's just how you do things, Isaac.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) You've been out of rotation for a little bit there, Chief. Uh, No. You're in a different rotation.
0: Look, absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. But, I mean, it was also a thing where it would be like every time I would show up, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you in. And then. Yeah, well, there's a lot of liquor going on that night, too, brother. (laughs) Oh, I um. He had to beat him. I down just asked. Said, yeah. uh, I just. Oh, that okay. Doctor Dap. Doctor Dap asked me to DJ because I had asked him if he had if he knew anybody with CDJs. So I was, I, basically, what happened is I signed up for Open Decks at Spirit, which was a terrible gig, but because I played that one, I was asking around if anyone had CDJs I could practice on. So I hit Dap and it was like, Hey, man, do you have any CDJs I'd like to practice? And he's like, Come DJ with me tomorrow night. So it was. It was because I opened that door that another better door opened. And that's really always how life is. You set yourself up for opportunities and goodness comes into your life. When you say yes to bad opportunities, better opportunities come. Yeah. That's like always how it's been for me. So that's why you just have to start saying yes. If you want to be a DJ, if you want to be successful. you got to
1: take every, I mean, listen, who, who I'm nobody when it comes to DJing. I'm the DJ. I'm the backpack dude. But from that, if you're an up-and-coming DJ, dude, you have to take the gig at the local Taco Bell if they offer you fucking money. For sure. Because you never know who's going to fucking be there 110%. watching you.
0: Yeah, just be ready. Just, like, be Yo, ready. Yo, I, when I
1: worked at that car dealership, it's the, the best sales advice I ever got. got so this guy there's ups, there's shit called ups. And it just goes in rotation. Who gets the person at the door who walks in? And dude, I was, I just sold a car. So I was the last one on the list. And this fucking guy from, excuse me, Washington County, but he looked like he, he came in fat guy, big old beard, overalls, no shirt underneath, gut hanging out. Nobody paid attention. And I looked at my boss and he said, Yes, he goes. Opens his little bib.
0: How much money was in there?
1: Pulls out a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and says, I want that bumblebee dodge ram right there. Sick. Cash money, that's it. If that's too much money, then you keep it, bud. Wow. And he's like, you don't ever judge a book by its cover, bro. For sure. Some of the richest people look at Adam Sandler, dude. Oh, he's he dressed sick. like a bum every day. Dude, I love that. He guy. is my inspiration. I don't ever want to dress up again. Do you like uncut gems? I haven't watched it. Yet. I, no, no, no,
0: no. Bro. I, I no, no, no. There's certain movies. That I'm, might be my favorite movie. Listen, bro. there's
1: certain movies that I own, and I own That's uncut gems. That's so fuck. I good. save certain movies for plane flights, dude. <laughs> because if you've ever been on a plane with me, I, there's no chance of me sleeping, and there's no chance of me sitting still. So movies, yeah, it is, yeah. So I like to watch stuff like that I'm immersed in that I've never seen Kevin before. Kevin
0: Garnett in that. Oh, KG's like, awesome. And um,
1: the chick. What's I don't even. Name? I don't even remember what we were talking about. But
0: I, I bar back to the They're gold giving mark. Advice for DJs, up and coming DJs. I think, yeah, like take every gig is a good piece of advice. Practice and have skills is an important piece of advice. And ask for help. That's good. Like respect the people who came before you. I think that'd be good. Oh, there's no respect these and days. And then, and then like. Don't be afraid to take risks. So, you know, play something that maybe people haven't heard before. Um, just do follow your fucking just do you, man. Yeah. Like, do you. Don't try to copy somebody, yeah. somebody else's shit. It's
1: OK to like watch and learn somebody's tricks. I I, I wouldn't fucking know. It. What?
3: Can I say something? You can put it in your thing to edit it out. But like, definitely say, like, learn the different aspects of a night most djs they all they see now is clips of the highlights mm. shit so they don't even understand the importance of being an opener or a closer. so important and that's such a thing on the whole foundation of the way the flow of a night's gonna go yeah i that love that people don't
1: understand dude i've been to i've been to so many you've been to way more than i have but i've been to so many venues with bonix yeah when there's the opener and he's like why the fuck would he play that song right now? Yeah.
0: Monos was talking about sequencing, the importance of sequencing a night. And one thing that I think a lot of people forget about is the importance of pushing people to the bar. So a lot of people think that now you just have to hit bangers, 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 and where everybody's always dancing. But actually the bar makes money when people stop dancing and go get drinks. So you have to learn how to push them to the bar and then pull them back. So there's actually songs that I'll play. Like I'll drop a ballad. Empty the dance floor intentionally, push people to the bar to go drink so they can re up, and then pull them back with another banger. And I'm, people don't even. I'm just saying, my nights at the
1: Goldmark are are so chaotic that yeah. I would purposely bring shots to Nugget just because the drunker he got, the more weird it get, and it would just get <laughs> awesome. But, like the to get back to my friends, I have. I wouldn't still be, and this is a tough statement to make because it makes people worry. I would not be alive without Pierre and Wayne mm. and Uncle Ray.
0: Oh, yeah, Uncle Ray, man. Shout out Uncle Ray. Didn't he get married this Uncle week? Ray just got married yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, congrats. Were and, you there?
1: Yeah, it was It was nope. a collective nice bunch of people, yeah. yeah. And there was people I had not seen. We could have opened the firehouse up, the entire firehouse staff. From so, the original was there. Brian so, Graham and yeah. everybody. Ray was one of the managers. And bartender, yeah. Yeah. Spencer wasn't there, but um dude, my, my friends are uh there's that whole thing you you don't have to be blood to be family. Mm. And that's the definition of my life. I uh I do anything for my friends. I'm too nice. But they've also had to deal with Chad and I speak in a third person for a reason growing up. Because the problem with my not to go back, the problem with my childhood is I'm like eight or nine years behind my age. I was in that house or playing hockey, dude. No socializing, no high school parties, none of that. So You caught up, bro. I caught up. Got the
0: partying out of the way. Let's move on. It's time for Uncle Chad. No, yeah. Now, now
1: I just get beat up and change diapers. And I would choose that before going out. There's only one place I really two places I go now, yeah. which probably be the Warren downtown and I go to the Goldmark. That's it. I I don't these these kids are out of control, bro. It is. Scary. Like I knew we were bad, but when someone told us to tone the fuck down, we okay. Now they're just doing it for the phone, bro. They're doing it for that video so they hope they can go viral. They don't even enjoy fucking concerts anymore. Like all you see at concerts is you looking into somebody back and the phone being up.
0: Yeah. This is a good part to talk about the Kanye uh, concert when he did Pablo, I believe where he was on the floating platform because he was able to take the f- platform up and around the crowd and then angle it so that everyone could get their photos within the first 15 minutes. So he did one, one song. He posed for our photos for everybody everybody put their on. I like it. Like what rock. is it? Chappelle? Mo? Yeah, lock them up. So that's, yeah. called Fa- um, this is g- gets into one of my other ideas, which is, um, maybe you could help me with, because it has to do with business, but basically I want to buy a bunch of Faraday cages and have a, like a, a show. Maybe huh. I could rent them out to people, but also I could have my own party, which is called stoned age brunch or stone age brunch day party during the summer. People can start just need It's okay to lock get up sh- everybody's phones, all vinyl, yeah. no computers, Polaroid cameras on the tables
1: It's just like It's great to get a picture thoughts.
0: bro Mo, Mo's into it
3: Well Chappelle owns a business that does those bags Yeah yeah um, oh, a, He's fucking smart I didn't even know of that conflict of interest at this point Because what's happening is um, And this has been a problem This actually just happened when I was with Jeff And Nas was there Like basically Chappelle and all his people get to pull their fucking phones out and record these special moments. And everyone in the audience or people that are there have had their phones locked up. So now people are complaining, being like, yo, if you ask, you gotta lock everyone. You know, absolutely so, so that's, that's such a good thing. point yeah but it's just no fun they did at Napa, which was really cool was they actually had like it was an outdoor stage and it was backed up so far where you want to use your phone you just go back beyond that point <laughs> right and anything beyond cool. this point the phones are now yeah they, yeah, they yeah. locked which worked really well
0: yeah
1: ah oh, i didn't think about that like i just don't like the reason i quit the gold mark was not has nothing to do with the gold mark it was just dealing with these kids man like i be killing myself all night i got a white white claws being dumped and not not like splashed into me
0: do you think it's a a like something that you could fix with a better door policy no no it has nothing to do with the goal marker the establishment people out no no they they just
1: I, i would come through with 25 shot glasses bump into somebody and they just poured a drink on my head and I, that, that day, terrible, I looked at Nugget. Yeah. It I'll was knock just... him out. You didn't punch him in the face. I had 25 glasses in my hands. I couldn't. But well, you knew who they were. No, no. Let I them, whispered something in his ear. To I told him he had until I put these glasses down to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I knew then my patience was starting to run thin. Yeah. You can't be around I'm... drunk people all the well, time. Well, it's first not. First it's of not all, it's not good that. for you with I'm your history old. of
0: addiction. Second of all, you're old. Third of all, you're built for bigger things. Yeah. Right. But like I'm not be- I'm not better than that place. So No, you're not better okay. than that place, but you could be a manager. You're yeah. you're yeah. management material. You're yeah. somebody who should be in a leadership role. You ah, worked scary. in businesses your yeah. whole life. You know how money works. You know Ooh, how people work. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but you know how the ins and outs of, of business work, but you doubt yourself. You sell yourself short. I do. You, I, I like
1: to play stupid. I I I figured that out a couple months ago. I play stupid way too much.
0: Yeah, bro, it's time to move on. Like you like first of all, our our time is very limited.
1: Yeah. Well, it's there was a time there that I didn't want I didn't care about that to be honest. There was, there was just so much going on like to see my family torn apart and it was not because it wasn't my fault, but it was over me. It's a exactly. lot of it's a lot of stress but it's, um, it's,
0: I'm just glad I I'm not time to turn the page on that chapter man
1: oh no when my grandfather died that's it that was it turn it just took page, me bro. a little bit to like you have to God we could say it for five hours so I don't get... there's so many intricate things oh, for I'm... why I'm not why I wasn't working back then yeah stories that I don't even want to be public yeah between me and my family it's just gotten to the point where I have my family And what's what Wayne said to me? I have my family like Boomers in San Diego, Julio's in Austin, Mike's now in Florida. Uh, I got Amelia and Alex and my barber in Hartford. I got Pierre in D.C. I got Wayne, Mo, BT, Uncle Ray, the other, the famous Mo that don't want to be famous. I got you, always, you, always. Yeah, for 100%. and I um, I'm good, man. I'm I'm just happy. I was a, there's some of this stuff I needed to say in public. To be honest with you, it's a little bit of a therapy session for me. Hey, amen. Um, but hey, we can yeah, always be part two.
0: I'm we've, here. Um, I'm here, bro. Come. We've just <laughs> I just
1: lived a crazy life, and I have to say this. And and I there's a reason why I asked Mo to come with me. Partly, yeah, is because Mo took me on a trip. And the what was it like six months ago? Was it- Grammys. Was it the Grammys? Yeah. He he's gonna hate that. I'm about to say this. I had zero confidence in myself. Mm. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know where to go without my grandpa. I just didn't have anybody that like believed in me. You know what I mean? Like on like a fraternal level or something this man over here it took me to the grammys with terry hunter and i didn't go to the show okay so it's not like that but i got to spend a week
0: oh shit this is the monos who brought terry hunter to goldmark
1: yeah man uh, that's
0: crazy what a great show thank you for that i'm a, i'm a um pretty like uh, pretty thick in the Detroit a reason techno why i have seen um yeah. Jeff Mills, the wizard, my buddy uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlton wrote the is writing the book about him, What's wrote up? his graduate oh, thesis like, on him. Like I said, I love Detroit. Bro. And um, there's this guy named Abe Kadushin, who's a Pittsburgh guy, who's also pretty heavy in Detroit techno, goes to the music festival with me a lot. Um, I go to the Electronic Music Festival for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then there's an organization called the Detroit Sound Conservancy, which my buddy Carlton runs yeah. or ran.
3: You know, listen, I love Detroit. I mean, you know, like I lived in Chicago, so that's more like, you know, I'm the art director of the Franklin Knuckles Foundation. I do Mike Dunn. I do all the Chosen for you. I do Terry Hunter. Like, all oh my God.
0: Incredible. So the, um, I was just looking up underground resistance because I was interviewing, like I said, in Detroit and the woman who was helping me, like kind of taking me around for the day was asking, you know, you're telling me Motown Museum isn't where it's at. Where should I take people? And I'm like, Underground Resistance. Like, that's the techno museum that you need to take people. And what's the number one artist there that they honor and respect? Ken Collier. Ken Collier was Detroit's Frankie Knuckles. He was DJing at a club called Club Heaven. And the sound system from Club Heaven is owned by Detroit Sound. It's in process of being refurbished, and they're going to set it up at a new club, new venue. sound
3: system is
0: you know about that shit, yeah. Of so it's happening, and it's going to be probably in the Bluebird, which is right. the club that they preserved on Tyreman Street. And um, I in, think it's a
3: sacrilege that the only club in this city with a function one sound system doesn't have it tuned properly because they're worried about. Is that the Cobra? Neighbors. Yeah, they actually have a limiter on it. I was wondering. That's what it is. Like they keep bringing in the DJs, and these DJs get mad because they're like, "You're bringing me in on a function one sound system, and they won't, they well, won't do."
0: Well, remember my buddy. Um, I guess Keebs was posting that he was bringing this big DJ into Cobra. And at the bottom of his post, he's like, by the way, we're bringing these subs in. And I'm like, I just had Bamboo on the podcast. He was telling me he had the best sound system in Pittsburgh. Function one. Why do you need to add subs? That doesn't make any yeah, sense whoever, to
3: me. Whoever set it up, because of the neighbors, because it's in the neighborhood, they had to put a limiter on it. And like, all someone has to do is go into the program and take the limiter. But nobody, I
0: Wow! Wow!
1: So, no, I don't care. I'm the king of making left turns in the middle of a story, bro. I mean, we, it's, yeah. Uh, you, you've kept on track a couple times though. You're on point, bro.
0: I, I'm trying. Yeah, Chad's been doing really good. So, I'm the, I'm the architect of the swerve Well, there's like so, swerving. like
1: I could say a lot. I'm not trying to cut my story off and go back. I could say a lot about my family. You have, but, but no, 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 like. <laughs> Like, look <laughs> at me. <laughs> I, it's taken everything within me not to go full blast because I literally spoke to my dad th- for 30 minutes the other day. Dope. So,
0: dope. I kind of want to hear
1: more about the Grammys. I, yeah. yeah, no, I'm that going that? there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Mo his props. Yeah, what did you learn from the Grammys? I went to the Grammys. Not only did I get to see my brother out there and, and stay with him, and that that's nice because I had not seen him in two and a half years because of COVID. You told me you just had a sister. No. Well, Mike's my big brother. Like, I, Bethany's my sister, too, but she ain't my sister. Got it. Um, Yeah, my, Mike's always, he's just, <laughs> here, this is how I know Mike. You, you'll you like this story. I went to a club called um, the Hippodrome in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's the Heinz Hall of Springfield. It's where they used to do all the Hall of Fame stuff because the NBA Hall of Fame is there. Nope. And, but they turned this place into a nightclub called the Paramount Theater. But it was called the Hippodrome Nightclub.
0: Mm. Hippodrome is some Greek or yeah, yeah, Roman yeah, yeah. Thing, some,
1: right? So they, they would have wet t-shirt content, <laughs> the whole thing, bro. And I went up one day <laughs> and I had the whole basketball team with me. And my couple of friends from um, the soccer team who lived close, to, who were from up there. So I was like, cool, we'll go up to Springfield, right? We'll get I have my car with big system in it. Get up there. And I was like, how much for a bottle of Moet? I was like, happy, right? He was like, so-and-so. And Mike, Mike was the person I was asking. And I was like, how much for a case? This is where the salesman comes in. He goes, so you want to buy a full case? I'll give you a discount, I'm like full case. Two of them. Holy shit. So I ordered two cases of Moet. This is 99. Shit was not. It's not pricey. Like if I couldn't even tell you how much I spent, it's probably like a couple thousand. Couple thousand. The was
3: hundred dollars
1: a bottle. Back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I think he probably gave it to me for like eighty-five, ninety a bottle. I bought two cases then. Nobody, nobody had drinks. They had their own bottle of champagne.
0: How much? How many bottles of champagne are in a case? Twelve. So I bought
1: twenty-four. Yeah, so we had a great time. I would. Took a couple girls home that first night And I was waiting for my dad to call me Cause I had the credit card I had the company credit card Did you put
0: the Moet on the company card? Yeah oh,
1: I mean Jesus. Well the first time Cause I was like fuck it If I get in trouble once Cool we had a good night Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I got a phone call Never happened Go back to next Every Thursday Every Thursday and Saturday Go back Saturday, order two more bottle boxes.
0: You kept doing it.
1: Kept doing it. And I I would do some Coke back then, and some ecstasy was real big. It was getting so bad that they, I had four, uh, a complete section that they turned four sections into one section for me with a bed in the middle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What club is this?
1: Called the Hippodrome. They would bring me. It's in Springfield, Massachusetts, downtown (laughs) Springfield, Massachusetts. Beautiful. This was like peak Chad. No, this is Chad. First time out of his parents' control, nightlife, everything I love about everything. Lights. It always goes back to me. Light, sound, action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The club.
1: Perfect place. Or movies,
0: right? Or the movie. No good? Nah. It's fake.
1: Yeah. Not like that. There's no action like a nightclub or a con or backstage at a concert. People have zero idea, not to get off topic, what it takes to put on one of those concerts. Mm. Like, nothing. Like, dude, I almost got trucked my first concert I went to with Bonix It Wiz. I almost got trucked by the people taking shit to the truck. Mm. Like, I didn't understand. I was high and yeah, walking. Around. My, my, you know, dude, uh, they my sister
0: would... used to do that. Used to grip for uh, punk bands out, out of dude, uh, Baltimore.
1: They were bringing me drugs.
0: Used to date ponytail. They were
1: were bringing me drugs under like this the platinum platter they lifted up. (laughs) Like that's how much money I was spending in this place. Okay. (laughs) I was spending so much money in this place that when I left school and I came back two years later, I was with my boy Al Brooks. You know Al Brooks. He was like, Dog, I'm not standing in that line. I was like, line, bro. He's like, dude, you haven't been here for like two years. Motherfucker. I walk up. Mr. Simon. Mr. Simon, what are you doing here? Mr. Simon's here. (laughs) Mr. Simon's here. They kicked five people out of their sections, bro. Like, I felt so bad, but I also felt like it was a fucking man. So my brother, Mike, was the manager of the Hippodrome. Okay. That's how we became close.
0: Fun. What was the lesson from the Grammys you didn't quite get to? Well,
1: no, that's what I'm going back to. I had no confidence. I also had no idea what I was getting myself into besides... So the first, I forget the person's name, so you're going to have to help me here. The first thing I go and meet up with Mo for Grammy week, uh, Terry was getting honored. And in the meantime, Terry gave Mo his props publicly, which that man does not like. And people kept coming up and shaking my fucking hand. (laughs) Like, important people. Like, Mm -hmm. I just sat down. Everybody's dressed up. Now, you have to understand, Mo don't dress up. Uh-huh. Even if he's on the job, it's sweats and a T-shirt unless it's, like, yeah, yeah, somebody's, yeah. like, blatant.
0: I like those kicks, though. That's New York,
1: baby. And um, I'm in, like, a sweatshirt or, like, a black tee and Nike Tex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Beard forgot to get my haircut. Beard is yeah, like neck beard on on Fleek. Oh yeah, my beard was bushy. It was bushy, <laughs> and people kept. Oh man, I didn't see. I mean, just they, got there, bro. You were Jonah Hill or what? No, they thought. <laughs> I, DJ Immaculate. They thought I was Terry Hunter's business partner, DJ Immaculate Now I'm oh, talking dope. about important people. That's cool. Who's the dude that ran the Andes with the with the bald head?
3: Uh, that's uh Vic Vic. <laughs> Do so, play, do play. Victor, do play. Yeah. Victor,
1: do. Du- Dude,
0: I'm, so, I'm recognizing people. They're shaking my head. Yeah. I'm thinking, so. So you had fun that. pretending to be somebody important? No, no, and it I wasn't gave you pretending. Your mojo
1: back. No, no, no. That's not what it was. Then get to the fucking I point. I am going to get to the point because <laughs> I'm sitting there, right? <laughs> and then all these people want to start taking pictures with me. Yep. And I go to all these other events and motherfuckers are all nice to me. I'm like. I'm good because the problem was I've been doubting myself Yes, for a very big long time. time. Big time, big time. So the fact that Mo trusted me, but not only did he trust me, I became really cool with some people. Dude, it was the most amazing week of my life, and I've been done some shit. You know that. I've been on yeah. the road with brandon yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and i but I've, this
0: was another level like the grammys is just, like you who did you see there you saw I, the
1: weekend saw dude dua lipa dude it wasn't even that it's just all the Taylor way Swift. you get like picked up and dropped off the access mm, like red carpets Bro, yeah man like i saw my guy m80 who's the anr for
0: wu-tang and a, and a couple other people like oh we talk about wu-tang a lot with pk we were talking about who the core members are. Who do you think the core members of Wu-Tang are? RZA, Jiza, Deck, U-God, Raekwon. ODB. ODB. Who Method else? Method Man. You think Method is a core? Or more like slightly off Method core? Method Man's core. Okay, core. It's Raekwon. Yeah, we said Raekwon. Your Method Man from a different hood. Exactly. Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah.
1: from Shaolin. Yeah. I know, but he's. So I'm not sure he's poor. I YDB don't leave him out either. <laughs> Young dirty bastard. He's a cool dude though.
0: <laughs> there's a bunch of non-cores though. There's this whole like inner circle. Well, you have like Capadonna and
1: stuff like that. Yeah, but like I just, it was just the access, dude. It was wild being there. And he is, he, him and Wayne, two New Yorkers, same thing. I'll give the same quote about the most lovable assholes you'll ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a good one. And then besides that, man, if you're a single guy in your 40s, go to Columbia.
0: Oh, shit. Is that where... Have you been going to... What is it? South America? Yeah, that
1: was the greatest 14 days of my entire life.
0: The guy... I used to live by this guy who sold these fat bikes in um, Deerfield Beach, Florida. Yeah. He sold these fat bike tires. And he would... He had a place in, like, Columbia he would just fly back and forth. Listen, he said man. it was like they treated him so good. The money was his money would go really far.
1: Listen, money goes very far there.
0: Yeah, he could like buy a place for a hundred thousand dollars. Everybody's happy there. Yeah.
1: They work hard, they drink, they go home. Yeah. Then they do it again. There's not a problem. It ain't like it used to then be. Why now are did they I coming here? They can't. There's a two and a half two and a half to three year waiting limit for visas now. Trust me, I tried to get somebody to come
0: back with me. <laughs> no, there's a new app that they're using. It's called no,
1: OBP. They're not allowed anymore. It does not apply to Colombia. It's considered a narco state. It's three years minimum. They have to do 15 interviews at the U.S. Embassy.
0: That's why they're all coming illegally. There yeah. are 2 million illegal immigrants eh, into America I'm not this into year that shit. and last year. 2 million. Uh, 2 million. I want to come here too. That's what I'm saying. No, we're, but the, we're the, very lucky. I'll, I'll
2: well,
1: be honest with you. My boy that I went down there with, who's Chevy's cousin, Stevie yeah. B, who's a fucking legend. He just moved there. Dude, he he bought, uh he is getting, I'm not putting all this business up. He is getting a house down there for like a $150,000. Yeah, it's like, a that'd mansion. be like $4 million here.
0: Yep. And you get security. Well, let me tell you. And you have like. And the women. A cook and yeah.
1: The women,
3: a lot of surgery. I don't. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. It's more people go there for the surgery. Like I'm going there to get my teeth done. My teeth are jacked up from the coke. So, yeah, that it's more foreigners down there for the surgery than them. They're they're naturally gorgeous. Hmm. I trust you, but like, um, (laughs) dude, it's it's a beautiful country. Yeah, like, dude, I'm Jewish. I went ATVing in a fucking forest. Mm. Okay. Jewish people don't do that, okay? I don't care what anybody says. Food's cheap. New York strips, seven dollars American. You can eat like a king. You can live like a king. Everybody's fucking happy. The only bad thing I'll tell you is driving, bro. <laughs>
0: What's Those driving?
1: motherfuckers
0: can't not
1: <laughs> drive. Did you have a car? No. There's Uber um, and there's yeah. They
0: have Uber in Colombia.
1: Yeah, and only so many, so many people sign up. To drive uber there because it's a poor country Yeah, that
0: you have time slots
1: <laughs> and if you drive outside of your time slot and right. the police pull you over you go to jail for like two years
0: anything you want to tell the people
1: besides that you're one of the smartest individuals oh, thanks, Chad. i've ever met in my life and you're a Love great you, person yeah thank you man and we'll do part two because i'll get into the bullshit I, i'm
0: i'm ready <laughs> i've talked to this-